and was only suitable for people aged 18 or over will almost certainly have an adult theme and might well contain sex or violence which are quite graphic. It may also contain explicit language, including sexual swear words. Thanks for listening. Uh, but here's what his revelation comes to him. He's kind of got all this stuff, like, uh, touching, wiping, mourning of the animals. Not wiping, whipping. whipping. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah, not touch, also not touching. I am, I am dyslexic. I, I hope I'm not having like, a stroke. Do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! And an atheist almost always become supporters of eugenics and abortion. A swine is hungry for nuts. Jesus hates him too. Satan is real. Being a Satanist is an open declaration of revolt against counterproductive received wisdom and mindless rogue tradition. Decapitate her head off. We're done. Done. We're done. Obama! Welcome to the Godless Revolution. This is episode 96. Fucking ain't right it is. I'm Dan. Matt. And I'm Ryan. That's three of us. You're correct. <laughs> Coming up shortly, there will be four of us. Mr. Yeah. Taylor Grin will be joining us in a little while. Uh, before we got him on the line, I wanted to go through a few things. As always, you can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com. I don't know why. <laughs> Just to get all autoerotic. Huh? 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 <laughs> 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 Fuck you guys. <laughs> awesome. So, you can find us on, <laughs> you can find us on, uh, Facebook at facebook.com slash I'm especially Revolution. open on Hyundais. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can send us an email at gothisrevolution at gmail.com. Twitter our twatter at TGR podcast. Call and leave us a voicemail or send us a text message to 33081-REBEL. And you'll want to do one of these things shortly and let us know, you know, any of your favorite, m- any of your favorite <laughs> moments. Man. I like the time I Dan hit puberty. hell is wrong with me tonight? Any of your favorite moments, favorite shows. Uh, we have our 100th episode coming up soon, so we want to get some feedback on what you guys would like to hear as far as a recap. and. Yeah, like- some fun stuff, what you like and what you don't. Also, please go out and give us a rating on iTunes or Stitcher. Uh, let people know that you like the show. That way it makes it a little easier for them to find us. Moving on. Oh, yeah. Um, we will be covering the Democratic primary debate tonight. Yes. As broadcast on Univision. Oh. With Jorge Ramos as one of the moderators. We got a translator with us, though. Who's that? Uh, f- that fucking guy. That fucking <laughs> <laughs> that guy. Right. Uh, but before we, before we get to that, I wanted to do a quick little recap on the last Republican debate. Uh, we didn't do a show on it because it was broadcast the day after we record and we've got other shit to do in our lives besides cover every debate. But I watched it all by my lonesome and took copious amounts of notes so that we yes. could report to you our findings is. So the debate started out. It was in Detroit, Michigan. Yeah. Uh, Broadcast on Fox News, moderated by Chris Wallace, Megan Kelly, and Brett Bear. Um, it started out right, right off the bat with a question directed to Donald Trump about David Duke's endorsement and his KKK ties. It was refreshing to see Donald Trump immediately and unequivocally, uh, nope. disavow that endorsement. Now that he knows who it is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, now he, that he's, he's had probably some, told to do that. Yeah. Now that he's had some time to think about it or is actually had his feet held to the fire about giving an, an answer on stage. Or he just YouTube him, 
YouTubed himself and David Duke and realized, oh, fuck, I have talked I about I have him. talked about that guy before. Uh, Rubio said that he wouldn't attack people. Uh, why is he now attacking Donald Trump is one of the, is the first question that was aimed at him. His answer is that Donald Trump deserves it because he attacks other people. It's the whole, well, he said it first defense. Yeah. Uh, Rubio says that he's ready to move past the attacks. Of course, that doesn't really happen. Uh, Trump says his hands are not small. <laughs> says nobody has ever attacked his hands before. And then he basically goes on to say that he has a big dick too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because. We've all seen the the cartoon of him on the Faces book. Oh. Uh, Cruz returns to his old standby of abolishing the IRS by passing a flat tax. Uh, Rubio says the two-thirds of all votes have been against Donald Trump. After Trump says that he's won the most states, uh, has beat Cruz by 500,000 votes, Rubio by 1 million votes. Uh, Rubio then says that Clinton will beat Trump. And in my notes here, I True. just have that they're talking over each other already and we're only 12 minutes in. Yep. The this I mean this was a real shit show again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they've been real nasty lately. Oh man. Just they start I mean they were talking over each other, calling each other names, interrupting each other, and the moderators just fucking let a lot of it go. Like they it was not a very well moderated. Well, they like the ratings. Well, it's Fox News, too. Yeah. Yeah, they're all about the drama and, and trying to increase ratings through doing so. Uh they passed a question to Kasich about a contested convention. Will he tell his supporters to vote for others in the states where they can beat Trump so that they can possibly defeat Trump by going to a contested event, uh, convention? Kasich says that Romney's a great guy, but he can't tell him what to do, that Romney can't tell Kasich what to do, and Kasich says that he can bring people together. Uh, Wallace throws a loaded question to Rubio about how many jobs he's created versus Trump, because, of course, Rubio hasn't actually created any jobs. Yeah. Uh... Trump called Rubio a little guy, I don't know how many times, little guy and little Marco, probably six or seven times throughout the debate. Uh, Trump says that he started with only $1 million, which is is bullshit yeah. as far as everything I've been able to find anywhere. Um, uh, Chris Wallace then reminded Donald Trump about the question of using the United States for his clothing lines versus having them created overseas. Trump sidesteps the question again and started talking about devaluing currency in other countries, and that's why he can't build his things here in the United States as far as his clothing line and well, other bullshit like that. He's kind of helping them devalue their currency over there. Like, hey, they'll fucking ship business over here. Yeah. Uh, Rubio said that Trump will not change the clothing line to the U.S. because he can he can make more money that way. They started talking over each other again, and the moderators, moderators allowed it to continue. Trump calls Rubio Little Marco more than twice while they're talking over each other. Uh, Wallace, uh, Chris Wallace said that Donald Trump's tax cut will add $10 trillion to the debt and asked him how he would fix that. Donald Trump's answer was to stop waste, fraud, and abuse and various other things. Uh, Chris Wallace played a little bit of gotcha there and threw up some slides that said that all of the things that Donald Trump has just said that uh, will reduce the debt only add up to $544 billion, which is nowhere near no. what, what he would need to do. Um, or I'm sorry, that they, that, that Trump's figures don't add up to $544 billion annual deficit. Uh, Trump said that Medicare can save $300 billion on Medicare per year. And Chris Wallace pointed out that the total cost of Medicare per year is $78 billion. Nowhere near the 300 Trump says he can cut from it. So yeah. he's going to make them pay. 
Yeah. 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 He's going to have people pay more. That's how it's yeah. going to work. Uh, Cruz says that he will abolish the IRS and Chris Wallace actually did ask him who will collect the taxes the people owe. Cruz mentioned the postcard again and yeah. said that there will still be an office in the Treasury Department to collect postcards. Well, then who would that be? Yeah. 25 minutes into the debate is where the infamous to booger... collect postcards? Uh. Yeah. Yeah, they'll, they'll collect the postcards the people send in. So so every three months, they're going to get somebody's somebody's uh, annual... Postcard. Uh, their, their annual income statement, and on the front it's going to say, wish you were here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 25 minutes in is where the infamous booger appears on Cruz's lip uh, that he munches on. I've, I've heard that it's not really booger. It's something from his tonsils, which I think doesn't is make probably sense. more gross. How did it end up uh, outside? Just in talking, it was loosened and yeah, stones? jettisoned something. Uh, There's yeah. such thing as tonsil stones. Yeah. Uh, it's like cottage cheese. <laughs> it's kind of nasty. Then I have a note here in the, in my, in my little notes that says, Donald Trump reminds me of my father, his mannerisms, things he says, faces he makes. <laughs> and this makes me unhappy. Uh, Me Megan Kelly asked Ted Cruz, basically her question was, you've tried to suck Jeff Sessions' dick, but he's recently endorsed Donald Trump. Does this mean Trump sucks a meaner dick than you? <laughs> Did she actually say that? No. Oh. No. Just, just basically that Cruz had been sucking up to... Jeff Sessions, oh, okay. and Sessions had recently endorsed Trump. I was like, Megan Kelly grew some balls. But my wording here at the end of it, I just put a little note that says, I'm unha unhappy about watching this by myself. <laughs> <laughs> you guys weren't there to watch it with me. Uh, another question for Cruz. Uh, or, I'm sorry, Cruz says that Trump donated to Hillary Clinton 10 separate times. At least four different donations were during Clinton's run for POTUS in 2008. How will Trump face her on stage after doing so? Trump says he's donated to, to a lot of people. A lot of people. I donate multiple, to everybody. I give money to everybody. People. Except uh, me. Yeah. Megyn Kelly asks Trump, uh, she, she says that he gave an interview off the record to the New York Times where he said he would be flexible about plans to build a wall and to, and to deport people. Is that true? Trump says that he thinks speaking off the record is a good thing, negotiating is a good thing, but he's, but he's not very flexible on things. Or that he is very flexible on things and that he'll build a wall and Mexico will pay for it 50 feet high, maybe a little less. That's his idea of negotiating, is negotiating the height of the yeah. wall that he plans to have Mexico pay for. So we negotiated down to two feet. Yeah. Uh, Megan Kelly then asks Rubio, uh, she says that you supported the Gang of Eight and in-state tuition for illegals in Florida. Was that bad? Was that a bad idea? Rubio says that First, if the New York Times wants to release the off-the-record interview, Trump should tell them to go ahead and do it. He's trying to get Trump to release, to have the New York yeah. Times release the audio. Then he says that uh, he will bring Ill illegal immigration under control. Won't be the same thing that happened in the Senate when that's what he was working on. Uh, Megyn Kelly asks Trump if he'll ask the New York Times to release the audio, and he says, no, I would never do that. I have too much <laughs> respect for the process of off-the-record interviews. <laughs> Uh, they jump to the first break. When they get back, Megyn Kelly asks Trump. She says that your website says visas are bad, but you previously said they're good. Why is that? Trump says, I'm changing. We should keep smart people in this country. So if we give a visa to somebody who's smart, we should have them stay here instead of kicking them out. It's, I'm just talking about the dumb brown ones, all of, ra all of the rapists. Yeah, what the hell? Uh, Cruz says that Trump should release the New York Times tape. Apparently they all, you know, smelled blood in the water and decided to go after this. 
Cruz says that Trump should release the tape uh, to prove that he isn't lying to voters. Rubio says Trump doesn't help American workers. He uses workers from outside the U.S. for hotels and clothing. Trump replies that he takes advantage of existing laws just like everybody else. Cruz says again Trump should release the tapes to prove he's not a liar. Trump calls Cruz a liar. Tons of people in the crowd are shouting. My note says, what the fuck is going on? The crowd is as bad as Trump. Kasich says we need to have a significant numbers of people on the ground in Syria and Iraq, and then we'll have to take care of Libya. So Kasich is saying that we need to send troops, more troops, lots of troops. More war. More, more war. War, war, war! <laughs> and after we're done in Syria and Iraq, then we need to go in and invade Libya. We just need to keep having wars. <laughs> so Brett Bear. <laughs> Matt just drew a nice little drawing of of, of Cruz. It's not a booger. <laughs> it was not a booger. Uh, Brett Bearer says, Donald Trump, you said we should attack families of terrorists and expand torture. What would you do if the military refused to carry out your illegal orders? Yeah. Your orders to commit war crimes. And Donald Trump said, they won't refuse. Waterboarding mm. is fine. I think we ought to go stronger yeah, because other fine. groups behead people. Instead of waterboarding, we're going to have water surfing. Yeah. <laughs> he says that yeah, he's, we, we need to match ISIS and their brutality. Yeah. yeah he, he said that he's a leader and if that he, and that if he tells the military to do something, they're going to do it. Ah. And Brett Bear again hammered the point home and said, even targeting families, which is a war crime. And Trump said, these people know what's going on with terrorist relatives. He basically said that, you know, uh, a wife will watch her terrorist husband go off and fly a plane into a building. She knows what's happening. She deserves to die. Mm -hmm. And my note says, I'm fucking disgusted that nobody hammers Trump on promoting war crimes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, they supported Bush, too. Yeah. Brett Baer says, uh, Ted Cruz, you previously liked Edward Snowden. Now you say you'd condemn him. Why the change? Cruz says, it appears he committed treason and made it easier for terrorists. Then he fled. Well, you don't want to go to... Brett, Brett Bear <laughs> says to Donald Trump, you've deflected on policy is issues and said issues. you'd... Issues. And said you'd ask smart people about security. Who are these smart people? Trump goes through and drops a few names, says Snowden is a spy and we should get him back. Uh, Kasich says, nobody on stage got into double digits of who would be best on policy policy issues in a recent survey. So Kasich is trying to stay above it all and talk policy, even though he's talking about part of that policy being invading three different countries. Mm -hmm. uh, we go to the second break. When we get back, Megyn Kelly plays a little clip. Uh, it's basically of Donald Trump flip-flopping on whether we should have gone into Afghanistan. Uh, he says Syrian refugees should be allowed and then shouldn't be allowed. Did Bush lie? He says yes. Then he says he's not sure. Then Megyn Kelly says, after playing all of these, how are these examples of you telling it like it is? <laughs> Trump says, I was always against going into Iraq. Uh, of course, he wasn't. No. Oh, no. He says, I was always against going into Iraq. Afghanistan, I was always for. But uh, the clips that she just showed so show that, both that, them. that he's lying. I mean, yeah. she just showed him and then he <laughs> lies about it. Uh, he says that on Syria... And his supporters don't fucking care. No, they no, don't. They don't care at all. No. I mean, you can point this shit out to him. They're like, oh, well, he's still a good guy. He's still a decent guy. And he says that on Syria, he thought it was a very small number. Then it was thousands and thousands of immigrants. We should make safe zones in their own country. 
because that would be easy to defend. What do you, what the uh, fuck are you talking about? Setting up a tent city in the middle of the goddamn desert and is, then firing missiles around it on a daily basis <laughs> to keep the enemies away? We're not talking about an invading army of ants or anything, you stupid shit. No, we're going to give them landmines and concertine wire to surround their houses. Yeah, to keep them safe yeah. and basically put them all in a prison. Yeah. Which is fucking stupid. Um, Trump says he's never seen a successful person who isn't flexible. He's learning. My question is... Why does he feel confident enough to answer the questions in the first fucking place if he doesn't know a goddamn thing about them? Yeah. Kasich says the politicians tell people what they want to hear and then don't deliver on their promises. Of course, he's so much different than those other politicians. Outsiders don't know what the fuck they're doing, so we need people who know about politics, is basically Kasich's opinion. Uh, Rubio brings up Trump University and says Trump is flexible when trying to get money from people. <laughs> that, that sounds like a good dig. <laughs> Trump says he doesn't settle cases. We know that's false. Yeah. Thanks, John Oliver. I love him. Uh, Megyn Kelly says Trump University did not have an A rating from the Better Business Bureau, as Donald Trump has repeatedly, uh, lied about. That's, she, they did. She says that it was a D minus. That was the most, that was the latest rating that they got, but they well, did. That's, at, that's the one I'll go. They with. did at one point, they did at one point have an A rating. Well, okay. Sorry. Sure. No, I mean, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't I, care and I'm not, I'm not pro Trump, but to be fair, at one point in time, they did have an A rating. The most recent rating before it closed down after their first review was, maybe, was a D minus. Yeah. yeah. Which, which, you know, a Donald minus is like an A. Yeah, yeah, but I, I don't want to go into a restaurant that says, "Hey, we were rated with an A, but now we're at D." No, of course not. Of course not. I'm just, I'm yeah. just, I'm just saying. You know, if uh, it depends on what they're talking about, overall or the most recent. The most recent was a D minus. Yes. Yeah. Well, and then she goes on and she says that one third of the people who attended Trump University wanted refunds. So it's not ninety eight percent of people, as Donald Trump says, who like Trump University. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marco Rubio says Trump is trying to con Americans just like he conned people of Trump University. Trump then says Rubio is the real con artist because he doesn't vote in the Senate. He says that he couldn't oh. get elected dog catcher in Florida because people hate him. And then he calls Rubio <laughs> Little Marco again. And he, he kept going, Little Marco, Little Marco. You couldn't even be elected dog catcher. Uh, I want to see them play Marco Polo. And then we've, <laughs> we've, then we've got Ted Cruz who tries to step in and, and act as the rational person and says, is this the debate people want? Yeah. And he, clearly it is. It's what the Republicans want to see anyway. Yeah, in your party, yes. It's what they fucking thrive on. Uh, of course, Donald Trump starts talking over him and Cruz saying it's a minor case. Cruz tells Trump not to interrupt and, and then starts talking to Trump like he's a child, telling him that he needs to count to 10. Uh, Donald Trump says the polls show him beating, uh, Ted Cruz 49 to 15. Cruz says the CNN poll Trump mentioned was, has Hillary Clinton beating Trump by eight points, but Cruz would win. Kasich tries to play the populist Democrat card, weird, but really only in contrast to other Democrats. Or, uh, to other candidates, sorry. Then we go to the third break when they get back. Uh, Rubio, Clinton, and Sanders have been to Flint. Why haven't GOP candidates done more or talked more about it? Asks Brett Baer. Uh, Marco Rubio answers, we have. It's a state and partially federal level problem. I don't understand how it can be a federal level problem when all of these decisions were directly at the state level. Uh, he gives the governor credit for taking responsibility, which responsibility? took him years and years to fucking do. And still isn't doing all that he could to fix the problem. No. And then Marco Rubio says the Democrats are using this for political gain. 
No Republican said it would be a good idea to poison kids with lead. He misses the whole It'd fucking It would be a good idea here. to help them out, though. Yeah, no Republican said it would be a good idea to poison kids with lead. They just didn't fucking think about it because they don't give a shit. Yeah. It's all about the bottom line to them. The, the extra hundred bucks a month they saved. Yeah, it's it's all about fucking glad-handing and turning over contracts to, to you know, turning over no-bid contracts and doing all these shady fucking deals that they think may save money when, in fact, this is going to cost them a whole oh, lot oh, yeah. and has killed people in the process. Uh, Megan Kelly says Michigan schools could go bankrupt next month. Should the government bail out schools like they did for the auto industry? John Kasich. Kasich says fixing schools should be handled at a state and mm. local level because that's worked so fucking well in Michigan. We, we, we handled the auto industry at a state and local level. God, these guys. Dude, I just... we bailed out the fucking banks. Yeah. Yeah. But the schools should be handled at a state and local level. That's what's going on right now and they're fucking falling apart. Uh, Donald, er, Ted Cruz says that Detroit has been decimated by left-wing policies, which is fucking Are you bullshit. fucking kidding yeah. me? Yeah, he said that that's why Detroit is falling apart is because of left-wing policies. No. Well, and we've seen what the right-wing policies have done in Flint. Yeah, like block money to help Flint. Yeah, made me so mad. Uh, Chris Wallace said, what should you do, or what would you do to bring jobs back? He asks Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz answers that he would get rid of regulations. Ah, nice. Like the, oh, yeah, like the regulations yeah. for the water? My note says, because child labor will solve everything. <laughs> yep. Brett Bear uh, says, the next series of questions will be on social issues. Uh, he turns to Kasich and says, we asked you about selling cupcakes to homos, and you were a decent fucking human being. How is that? A, how, how did that happen? Because this upset a lot of religious leaders. Do gay marriage dissenters have rights? And Kasich tried to tried to tread lightly here and said that he tries to focus his faith on good things. He believes in traditional marriage and disagrees with the SCOTUS decision and says that if a, if a photographer doesn't want to take pictures at your gay wedding, don't sue them, find another photographer. Uh, he also said that he would rather not have to make people be decent through force of law. He would rather allow them to remain dickheads. Brett Baer said, should a couple be able to adopt Ted Cruz? Not adopt Ted Cruz. That's a terrible fucking idea. No, no. Don't, don't, don't adopt him. He's Ted asking Cruz. Ted Cruz this question. Uh, Ted Cruz says that he would leave that answer to the states to decide because of the Tenth Amendment. He's he so conveniently uses things to his advantage when he wants yeah, and discards yeah, yeah. them at other times. Uh, he says that the SCOTUS decision was made by five unelected judges in an illegitimate decision. Unelected? Um, yeah. Well, of course, the judges are unelected. Are, are, they're, they're appointed. appointed. Oh, okay. But... Activist judges, but then what, yeah, but yeah. then calling it an illegitimate decision is That's fucking pretty nonsense. Legitimate. Uh, he says that he will not negotiate on core principles or religious liberty. He okay. says that he well, defended a what? I just said okay. Well, yeah, there you go. He says that he defended the Ten Commandments and he defended an unconstitutional Roman cross, is what I said. And we're at a minute, an hour thirty-two in the debate. Rubio says that the Second Amendment is to allow people to defend themselves and their families. I don't remember reading that anywhere in the Second Amendment. No. Nope. Uh, then he uses a tired and stupid argument that criminals don't follow laws, to which I said, fine, great, let's get rid of all of them. Yeah. Yep. Fucking do away with every law because criminals aren't going to fucking follow them anyway. Yep. That's a stupidest goddamned argument. Uh, Brett Baer asks Donald Trump. He says that you supported an assault weapons ban. Would you still do that? Trump just says no. Uh, then I just put in all caps, 
Ted Cruz cannot be allowed to pick any SCOTUS justice. No, yes, absolutely not. He cites Heller as being in jeopardy, and that would erase the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment existed for hundreds of years before the Heller decision, you stupid shithead. Uh, Donald Trump says Cruz supported John Roberts, and that's why we have Obamacare. Cruz, who says he's not into personal attacks, said Donald Trump has a tenuous relationship with the truth, and apparently so does Ted Cruz after just saying he wouldn't attack him. Yeah, definitely. And this is where we jump in, (laughs) and I wanted to play this quick little clip. This was my favorite section of the entire debate. Senator Cruz. You know, Donald has a tenuous relationship with the truth. Um, I wrote one op-ed supporting President Bush's nomination after he made it. I would not have made that nomination. But let me point out, not what you say in the op-ed. That is not what you said in the op-ed. Donald, please, I know it's hard not to interrupt. But but it's not what you said in the op-ed. Breathe. Lion This is the second time he does this to Donald Trump. You could breathe. I I know it's hard. I know it's hard. But just... When they're done with the yoga, can I answer a question? You, you cannot. <laughs> when they're done with the yoga, can I answer a question? I really hope that we don't we don't see yoga on this stage. Well, he's very flexible, it, so it, you never know. <laughs> he's, he's saying that about right. Donald Trump because Donald Trump had previously yeah. said, well, I'm very flexible on different things. That, just, that little section there was my favorite line in the whole deal. It's pretty funny. After they're done with yoga, can I have time to speak? <laughs> I loved that bit. So that was my favorite line in the debate. Then they go to the fourth break, and they come back. And Chris Wallace asks Marco Rubio, uh, he says that you compared Trump to Kim Jong-un, why he's not intellectually curious, threatens to kill families of terrorists. Donald Trump says Rubio is not a leader. If I tell someone to do something, they'll do it. Talks about the polls again. Rubio, Trump didn't answer the question, just attacked other people. Trump says, wouldn't it be nice if we could get along with the rest of the world? Which is totally out of line with most with of his what? stated fucking mm-hmm. positions. He wants to shit all over everybody, and may, and that somehow that's going to make America great again. I couldn't believe he fucking said that. That's an actual quote from him. Well, Wouldn't it be nice if we could get along with the rest of the world? It's all. It's also totally out of line with the GOP standards. Yeah, they everything want, they that they do, war. they're they're all about fucking war, uh, trade embargoes, yeah. telling everybody else what to do. That we're the bullies. We're the ones who should rule everything. Uh. Chris Wallace asks uh, John Kasich, he says that you made a campaign video of Trump having Palin as a running mate, or having Putin as a running mate, and that was a little bit of comedy. That's fun. You should, you should go out and try to find that little clip. Then they go to the fifth break. We come back, and they are at the end for their closing statements. Uh, Brett Baer asks them, he says, you've all signed an RNC pledge to support uh, the Republican nominee and not have an independent run. Can you all still say that you'll support the eventual nominee, even if it's Trump? Rubio says, I will support the nominee, and then pivots to an attack on Democrats. Cruz says, yes, because I pledged that I would do that, and then pivots to attacking Obamacare. Kasich says, yes, but I think I'll be the nominee. Trump says, <laughs> Trump says, even if it's not me, I brought millions and millions of people to the Republican Party. I'll give the others some credit, even though they don't deserve it. Yes, I'll support the nominee. So he's giving them credit. And then saying they don't deserve it, which made no fucking sense to me at all. Uh, finally, their closing remarks were the Kasich says that he has a record of solving problems and he'll do that in Washington. He was, he was pretty even killed through this whole thing and didn't try to wade into the mud and muck too much with these guys. Uh, Marco Rubio says that the 21st century can be the best ever as long as we get this election right by voting for him. Ted Cruz says that he wants to talk to people who want a better commander in chief. And that he will have their back. 
Donald Trump says that he's going to bring jobs back like nobody else can. We're going to fix the military, take care of our vets, strengthen our borders if I'm elected POTUS. My final note says Winning. thank <laughs> My final note says thank baby Jesus this shit show is over. And with that, we'll take our first little break and when we come back on the other side, we will have Mr. Taylor Grant on the line with us and we'll start our coverage of the Democratic debate. I think you mean Mr. Yaler Grin. Yeah. Why do you think America is a Christian nation? That was the creator of everything. The Christian belief to be the foundation of our lives. And I believe God isn't done with America. And that's the Lord we know. We are now joined by Mr. Taylor Grin. Hey, Taylor, how you doing, man? Hey, how's it going? Good. Long time no chat. Yeah, it's been a while. Sorry about that. Oh, no worries, man. Thanks for thanks for listening. Thanks for coming on the show with us again. Uh, you are broadcasting from Tejas? Yes, an undisclosed location in uh, Texas. An undisclosed location <laughs> in Tejas. We had, the, we had the same problem with uh, Doug Mesner. Yeah. He was oh. from some undisclosed location as well. <laughs> <laughs> undisclosed sushi bar in Cambridge. <laughs> so I've got the debate queued up here, and for whatever reason, they've just kind of jumped right into the middle of one of the moderators, uh, I think, introducing us to the show. Uh, it, it appears to be that the broadcast, since it's in Uni- since it's on Univision, will have one of the moderators be will have one of the moderators be speak in Spanish only. Yeah. And I so, can't speak English, so we so should be so all we right. have like two voices going on when they ask questions. Yeah, so there'll there'll be you can hear you can hear her speaking in Spanish and then an overdubbed translator. So this should be interesting. Might get confusing. So that, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was saying this might be a little confusing listening to. So because of inclusion, yeah. we'll all be hearing it in Mexican and American. <laughs> 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 all right. Well, let's get on with the debate here. Thank you for being with us, the Washington Post and Facebook. These are the rules of this debate that the candidates have accepted. They will have 90 seconds to answer each question. When the rival mentions them in an answer, they will have 30 seconds to answer and another 30 seconds to answer questions, follow-up questions that we ask them. I feel like I'm calling the UN. This is all very confusing to me right now. Each one of you one minute. Well, it's like work. the translator is quieter than the actual person talking. Thank you very yeah. much. I've been looking forward to this debate, and I want to thank Univision, Washington Post, Facebook, and Miami-Dade College, the largest college in North America, uh, for hosting us here this evening. And is that true? Is what true? That she's, that she's glad that to be there? I'm looking forward to the opportunity to discuss <laughs> yeah. how we knock down the barriers that stand in the way of people getting ahead and staying ahead, starting with the economic ones. My focus is on more good-paying jobs with rising incomes for families and how we prevent corporations from taking jobs out of our country by imposing an exit tax, making them pay back any tax breaks they've gotten. But we also need to be having a positive agenda for manufacturing, for small businesses and entrepreneurs, for more clean energy jobs. And I also like the TTP you supported comprehensive yeah. immigration yeah, really, reform yeah. with a path to citizenship that will be one of my priorities in my first hundred days as president. And I will also be talking about education. Every child thank deserves you, a good teacher in a thank good you, school. Secretary. And so thank you for having us. And I look forward to So she started to the that by thank you, Senator adopting a bunch of Bernie's policies that she's yeah. held for a couple of months now and then moved right back into her moderate Republican stance. 
for the for the end of her opening statement. Right. Well, she's got a lot of positions like that, like her education stance. Yeah, where she just uh, yeah, she's she's speaking to the Bernie line to try and get back young voters, but hasn't actually shown that she can do it. Thank you, thank you all very much. Uh, I'm running for president of the United States because, given the crises facing our country, it is just too late for establishment politics and establishment economics. Together, we're going to have to overturn this disastrous Citizens United Supreme Court decision. Billionaires and Wall Street should not be buying elections. We gotta end this economy (laughs) where people are working longer hours for low wages, almost all new income and wealth going to the top 1%. And of course, we need comprehensive immigration reform and a path towards citizenship. And here in Miami, here in Miami, as much as any city in America, we know that we have got to combat climate change, yeah. transform our energy system, yeah. and leave yeah, this Florida planet in a way that is healthy yeah. and habitable for our kids and our grandchildren. Thank you, Senator. First I was question, Secretary, <laughs> you've been starting to sound like the nominee lately, but many voters are saying not so fast. Where did you fail last night in Michigan? Oh, shit. Well, look, I won one of the contests and lost another close one. Uh, I'm continuing to work hard for every single vote uh, across our country. I was pleased that uh, I got 100,000 more votes last night than my opponent and more delegates. So this is a marathon, and it's a marathon that can only be carried out by the kind of inclusive campaign that I'm running. Well, and we know, you know, one of the mantras that we hear all the time from the Democratic Party is that when uh, people vote, Democrats win. Yeah. And in Michigan, uh, I believe that I saw a, a little bit of a news clip that said that they had record turnout. So... When yeah, people turn well, not out only and that, vote. they had record non-democratic turnout. I was reading NPR in mm, yeah. the 538, and they were saying that because Michigan's an open primary, they had record numbers of independents coming in to vote for Bernie, oh. as well as um, 21% turnout amongst young people and 20% of 65 and older. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, well, and, and I was going to say, it, you know, it still holds true that when more people come out to vote, Democrats win Bernie Sanders versus Hillary Clinton, the best Republican that's currently running. So, <laughs> yeah, nope. <laughs> campaign that By reaches far. out to everybody. A campaign that offers real positive solutions to the problems that we face. A campaign that is based on how together we can make progress. Because I am a progressive who likes to get things done. No. So I'm excited <laughs> about moderate. the upcoming contest, including right here in Florida. And we'll continue to work as hard as I can to earn the vote of every single voter. Well, what went wrong in Michigan? <laughs> what went wrong in Michigan? What failed in Michigan specifically? It was a very close race. We've had some of those. I've won some. I've lost some. But, you know, I was very pleased by the overall outcome last night. And now we're on to the states for next Tuesday. And I'm looking forward to campaigning hard in uh, all of them. Senator, aside from your astounding upset last night in Michigan, you are still far behind Secretary Clinton in delegate count. She has 1,221 delegates, including superdelegates, and you have 571. What is your pathway to make up the deficit, and can you realistically catch up? Well, you know, when we began this campaign, I was 3% in the polls. I was probably 60 or 70 points behind the secretary. 
We have come a long way in 10 months. We have won, oh, yeah. including Michigan last night, which some people considered one of the major political upsets in modern American history. Yeah. We have won nine state primaries and caucuses. And I believe that our message of the need for people to stand up and tell corporate America and Wall Street that they cannot have it all is resonating across this country. And I think in the coming weeks and months, we're going to continue to do extremely well, win a number of these primaries, and convince superdelegates that Bernie Sanders is the strongest candidate to defeat Donald Trump. He's true. Uh, to beat Donald Trump, you think? Secretary Clinton, I want to disclose once again that my daughter Paula works for your campaign. Ooh. And now I have a question about your emails. Your Republican opponents say that those emails have endangered our national security. When you were Secretary of State, you wrote 104 emails in your private server Which I guess that the government now says contain classified What's information. That? According to emails, the Washington Post analysis. People? That goes against oh, the yeah, memo that you personally sent put anybody in real to your employees in 2011, directing all of them to use official email precisely because of security concerns. So it seems that you issued one set of rules for yourself and a different set of rules for the rest of the State Department. So who specifically gave you permission to operate your email system as you did? Was it President Barack Obama? Me. And would you drop out of the race if you get indicted? Well, Jorge, there's a lot of questions in there, and I'm going to give the same answer I've been giving for uh, many months. Um, it wasn't the best choice. I made a mistake. It was not prohibited. It was not uh, in any way uh, disallowed. And as I've said, and as now has come out, my predecessors uh, did the same thing, and many other people in the government. But here's the cut to the chase uh, facts. I did not send or receive any emails marked classified at the time. What you're talking about is retroactive classification. And the reason that happens is when somebody asks, or when you are asked, to make information public, I asked all my emails to be made public. Then all the rest of the government gets to weigh in. And some other parts of the government, we're not exactly sure who, has concluded that some of the emails should be now retroactively classified. They've just said the same thing to former Secretary Colin Powell. They have said, we're going to retroactively classify emails you sent personally. Now, I think he was right when he said this is an absurdity. And... I think that what we've got here is a case of overclassification. I am, give you I am not concerned about it. I am not worried about it. And no Democrat or American should be either. The, the questions were, Secretary. Yeah, she didn't really answer the question. No. She never yeah. does. Who gave you permission to cooperate there, there, with there, President there, Obama? There was no permission to be asked. It had been done by my predecessors. It was permitted. I didn't have to ask anyone. If you get indicted, would you drop out? Oh, for goodness. That is not going to happen. I'm not even answering that question. <laughs> I guess it, I think that's a good Not even worth my time, Jorge. In, in, in slight defense. Next question. <laughs> in defense of Hillary in a little bit, uh, the way I understand it, her, her emails were never actually hacked. Like her personal server was never actually hacked into. Right. But the actual State Department email they wanted her to use did get hacked. Oh, yeah? I'd so, not heard that. If I well, heard it right, she was actually safer on her own personal secured server versus the State Department server. I've not. Heard, have you heard anything about that, Taylor? Um, yeah, I have. Um, 
I mean, and I'm okay. So I remember reading a news report, and I don't remember the exact details, so I'm almost afraid to mention it. But I know that there is a hacker who is actually being extradited to the U.S. who is responsible for dipping into some of the emails that she sent. Now, the reason why I'm uncertain about saying it is because I can't remember if that's her private email server or the State Department server. Um, the other issue that I have about this whole thing are, are two things in that community. Uh, the first one would be what's called OPSEC, which is mm-hmm. even if nothing she was sending on those emails was classified, it still might be um, like basically sensitive for her to be talking about it. Yeah, and it's right? not a good idea to be discussing that in a public forum, yeah. Right, and then the second thing is um, like some things individually aren't classified, Right, but when you take little bits and pieces of mm-hmm. information and and look at them as a whole, then that becomes classified. And because I haven't read the content of her emails and because I'm not privy to any of that stuff, I couldn't tell you whether or not that is or is not the case. But even if she says, you know, nothing that I sent was classified, doesn't mean that if you take multiple emails that she sent and that's classified. Yeah. And so that's where, like me, even as a Democrat, you know, from, from where I come from, I'm still really skeptical of this whole situation, you know, and her, her, I don't want to say innocence, but, you know, I, I feel like this issue isn't, uh, it, it needs to pan out further, it, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, well, and I mean, even if she's not overtly guilty of, you know, passing on secrets or making things unsafe or whatever, there is still the the question of naivete, right? Like, she should have known better. Right. Even even if it's, even if there, nothing huge gets out, it's still an issue of, of operational security, where she should know right. better than to use a personal server and personal email for that kind of stuff. Right. Well, in just having clearance, she would have gone through both training and a non-disclosure statement that would have made her aware of those sorts of concerns. Yeah. But that's that's where I also bring into the question of if this was already a standard practice being used by people in her position, like her everybody that came before her did this, this is just how we do it, if it was that type of thing when it started off, so... Yeah, well, and I don't think that everybody has done this before. I think there's been a couple instances, but it's... It's certainly not that everybody has their own private email yeah. server. Somewhere. Or it's just something that was allowed. Like, hey, I'm allowed to have my own private email server. I'm going to have my own private email server. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, and you used to be able to use USBs in a government computer, too, yeah. you know. But True. Yeah. that was then and this is now. So. Yeah, I mean, as, as they learn better security practices, of course, things change. So hopefully this won't be an issue for anybody else going forward. But I, th- I still think she should have known better than, than to do some of the things that she did. Right. Chicken yeah, about your damn emails to <laughs> claiming that it is a very serious issue. Which is it? There is a process underway, and that process will take its course. Today in America, the middle class is disappearing. We have massive levels of income and wealth inequality. Climate change threatens the, prop, prop, the whole planet. 47 million people live in poverty. I'm going to focus on the issues facing the working families of this country. That process will continue. So I, I think that was a fairly decent answer. I mean, those are the things that are important to him, of course, but it, it made him sound a little tone deaf, right? I mean, they're they're talking specifically about her emails, and they're trying to flesh out, you know, who gave her this, who gave her the access, all of this kind of stuff. And, and they've asked her, you know, a series of different questions on it, and he just blows by all of that. And I think that that makes him seem a little tone deaf and like he's not really paying attention. And- I, 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 I agree I, to a point, but n- I mean, none of, not even a single shred of that is any of his business or, you know, what I mean, what do you want him to say about it? That, that's where I think he's going with it. It's like, this is her personal problem right now. This isn't the world's problem. 
Yeah, but, well, but they're in a debate where they're talking to both candidates yeah. and they've just asked her this long series of questions about it. He should at least address it a little bit instead of just completely trying to ignore it. That's, that's yeah. my opinion anyway. F- fair enough. Especially having been criticized in the past for continually going back to the big banks, which, granted, biggest issue of our generation, but um, he goes back to it too much, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, it makes him. It mm-hmm. makes him sound like a one-trick pony. Yes. Uh, okay. I might have. I might have some disagreements, but not for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on. Secretary Clinton, you've known Donald Trump a long time. Yeah, oh boy. You've seen what kind of campaign he's running. Secretary Clinton, is Donald Trump a racist? Oh, oh, yeah. yes, wow. You know, Karen, I'm going to follow my friend Senator Sanders' model here. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, one trick pony. There will She's be a pleading lot of the fifth. Time to talk <laughs> about him. Um, I was the first one to call him out. I called him out when he was calling Mexicans rapists, when he was engaging in rhetoric that I found deeply offensive. I said, basta. And I am pleased that. I don't speak much Spanish. Others Does that mean bastard? She talked about spaghetti or something. making clear oh, that his oh, shit. Basta? rhetoric, his demagoguery, <laughs> his trafficking in prejudice and paranoia yeah. uh, has no place in our political system, especially from somebody running for president who couldn't decide whether or not to disavow the Ku Klux Klan and David uh, yeah. Duke. So and people can draw their own conclusions about him. But I will, I will just end by saying this. You don't make America great by getting rid of everything that made America great. And wow. That was a really good answer. Yeah. My question is about his character. And that is one of the primary things that Americans think about when they choose their next president. How would you describe the character of a person who has said the sorts of things he has about Mexican immigrants, about women, Horrible. and who would ban people yeah, very little from character. entering this country based on their religion? I think it's un-American. I think what he has uh, promoted uh, is not at all in keeping with American values, Karen. And I'm going to... Uh, take every opportunity to criticize him, to raise those issues. I'm not going to engage in uh, the kind of uh, um, language that he uses. I think we can make the case against him if he is the nominee uh, by pointing out uh, what he has said, what he claims to believe in, the values he's promoting, and I think that's a better way for the American people to draw their conclusions. Senator Sanders, do you think it's fair to call Donald Trump a racist? This is what I think. Um, I think... Turn his microphone back on, people. I'm never going to elect a president who insults Mexicans, who insults Muslims, who insults women, who insults African Americans. And let us not forget that several years ago, Trump was in the middle of the so-called Bertha movement. Yeah. Trying yep. to delegitimize the, the president yeah. of the United States of America. You know, I find it very interesting, Karen. My dad was born in Poland. I know a little bit about the immigrant experience. 
Nobody has ever asked me for my birth certificate. Maybe it has something to do with the color of my skin. Oh, shit. And I am very pleased. I am very pleased that I think in the last national poll that I saw, we were running 18 points ahead of Donald Trump. Oh, now he wants to talk only about polls, huh? Now that we all know he's from Poland. Talking about immigration, and these maps shows were in the. I think I think that was a really good answer. Yeah, I think so too. I think you know, pointing out that the only reason he hasn't been asked about is about his status as an American citizen is because he has he white, white skin. skin. Yeah, and hair. Yeah. All right, Taylor, what's your best Pollock joke? Oh, oh, oh. Um, okay. All right. So three Polacks uh, are hired uh, to paint a fence, and uh, the the guy who's hiring them sets a uh, paint bucket next to the fence and says, "All right, go ahead. You know, you'll be paid by the day." Right. So the first day they paint, they paint like a quarter of the fence. He's really pleased. They go. They come back next day. They paint. They paint about another quarter, half of the fence. Right. So the thing's almost done. Mm. They're moving a lot more slowly. Third day. You know, they paint like maybe just a sliver of the fence and it's, it's going slower and slower. And finally, the, the ranch hand comes to him and he says, why is your why is your work getting so slow? Are you trying to draw out the pay? And they say, no, it'd go a lot faster if the bucket wasn't so far away. <laughs> nice. That was good. <laughs> All right. Well, good, good to know you have those at the ready. <laughs> yeah, I come from a Polish family. So, yeah. Ah, OK. Well, good. OK. We don't have to cut that from the show. then. All right. Perfect. <laughs> they are talking about it the most. <clears throat> so, Secretary, I have a question for you. In 2003, you so said in a radio show, uh, specifically was John Gamblin's radio show in New York, that you were adamantly against illegal immigrants and that people have to stop employing illegal immigrants. Your new immigration plan is that you would expand President Obama's executive actions and that you would push for legislation that would include a path to citizenship for undocumented immigrants. So are you flip-flopping on this issue or are you pandering to Latinos, what some would call his pandering? His <laughs> pandering? In 2003, I, I sponsored that. the... Dreamer Act. I sponsored it, uh, I think, in every Congress uh, after that. I have been consistent and committed to comprehensive immigration reform with a path to citizenship. I think our best chance was in 2007, when Ted Kennedy led the charge on comprehensive immigration reform. We had Republican support. We had a president willing to sign it. I voted for that bill. Senator Sanders voted against it. Just think, imagine where we would be today if we had achieved comprehensive immigration reform nine years ago, imagine how much more secure families would be in our country, no longer fearing the deportation of a loved one, no longer fearing that they would be found out. So I am staunchly in favor of comprehensive immigration reform and have been so over the course of my public career. Well, Senator and I think the difference between the Democrats, the Democrats version of immigration Did you say reform, Democrats, Democrats, Democrats version, <laughs> the the difference between the Democrats version of immigration reform and the Republicans version of immigration reform is that the Democrats are very much in line with with allowing people to come in here and and having a heart about it. Right? She just she just talked about you know all of the great things that immigration does and and that it's basically what built this country to begin with where 
the Republicans, they don't really want immigration reform. They want to stop all immigration. Yeah. Well, yeah, and <laughs> more than that, but yeah. And they want to get rid of all of the immigrants who are currently here. Even their children right. that were born here. Yeah. On Trump's side. Yeah. Yeah, the, the pro-family party. Well, and, and that ties in really heavily with the, with the xenophobia inherent to the authoritarians who are supporting Trump. You know, it's the fear of the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. In 2007, you voted against immigration reform. You now say that it was because the bill had guest worker provisions, which seem semi-slavery. <laughs> but back then, this is what you said to CNN's Ludab. Let's listen. If poverty is increasing and if wages are going down, I don't know why we need millions of people to be coming into this country as guest workers who will work for lower wages than American workers and drive wages down even lower than they are right now. And is there no other principle? So, Senator, were you concerned with working conditions for guest workers or really because you think immigrants drive down wages and take jobs from Americans? Well, you have guest worker programs that have been uh, described by the Southern Poverty Law Center, one of the important... Uh, institutions in this country who studies these issues as guest worker programs akin to slavery, where people came in, they were cheated, they were abused, they were humiliated, and if they stood up for their rights, they would be thrown out of the country. Of course, that type of effort leads to a race to the bottom for all of our people, and I work very hard on that issue. And of course, I supported the 2013 Immigration Reform Bill. And what I believe right now is not only that we need comprehensive immigration reform, if the Congress does not do its job as President of the United States, I will use the executive powers of that office to do what has to be done, to do what President Obama did, and expand on that. But if you're saying that- a good answer, too. Yeah, that was a good answer. Their, their audio sucks. Yeah, it does. They keep, yeah. they keep cutting his mic. Yeah. And, and it's very echoey, but yeah, their audio really stinks. Telemundo needs to get rid of the high school students. <laughs> but if you're saying that you would, I don't think it's Telemundo, is it? That you yeah, would Univision, right? Univision. Univision. Expand <laughs> on executive actions. Views. How do you know that they're not going to end up in a legal battle? Just All like those Mexican channels are the same. I should yeah. also say with regard watch many to that 2007 <laughs> immigration bill, as you may know, LULAC, the major... A Hispanic organization in this country also opposed that bill, as did many other Latino organizations. But to your point, we have to do the best that we can. I applaud President Obama for his efforts in DAPA and DACA, and I think we have got to expand those efforts. If I could uh, respond. You know, I think it's very hard to make the case that Ted Kennedy, Barack Obama, me, LaRaza, United Farm Workers, Dolores Huerta, leaders of the Latino community would have supported a bill that actually promoted modern slavery. That was one of the many excuses used not to vote for the 2007 bill. And I will go back to what I said. If we had been able to get that passed, we would be so much further along now. I'm committed to defending DAPA and DACA. I'm committed to going even further to get more people deferred action to go as far as I can under the loss. And I am committed to introducing comprehensive immigration reform with a path to citizenship in the first 100 days of my presidency. Secretary Sanders. Senator, would you like to respond? Well, when we talk about efforts to assist 
uh, immigrants. Um, Secretary Clinton prevailed upon the governor of New York, Elliot Spitzer, who wanted to do the right thing and provide driver's license to those who were undocumented. She said, don't do it. And New York State still does not do it. In Vermont, by the way, I work with officials and undocumented people in Vermont do have the ability to get driver's license. When we talk about immigration, the secretary will remember that one of the great tragedies, human tragedies of recent years, is children came from Honduras, where there's probably more violence than almost any place in this country. And they came into this country. And I said, welcome those children into this country. Secretary Clinton said, send them back. That's a difference. Let me respond again because this question. This is something I am wholly unfamiliar with. I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about here. Well, have you guys heard anything about this? I don't. But but just just a stupid question. If an undocumented immigrant gets a driver's license, are they then documented in a way? (laughs) (laughs) Way to call out the new speak. So. No. <laughs> like, the, the, the simple answer to that is no. Undocumented means they don't have a green card. It's just, like, as yeah. a liberal, it's a liberal way of calling it. Um, so you don't say illegal immigrant. Yeah, so they have documents, but they're not a documented immigrant. But I would imagine that on that document, it would say, not a citizen. <laughs> Probably, yes. It would say, it would say, Jose Ramirez, not a citizen. Well, because if, Class D. If you can use your driver's license to vote with and you're not a documented immigrant, you're not allowed to vote. Uh-huh. So you think there has to be some sort of marking on it letting them know, hey, well, you're not allowed to vote, sir. You're not. I'm pretty sure they know. <laughs> yeah, you well, but they, yeah. I, fuck, I don't know. We're yeah, all just I, talking I really out of no our idea. asses right now. I, fuck, I don't know. Hey, welcome to the Godless Revolution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trying to look that up right now, but internet's moving slow. So. Oh, yeah. Well, if you find um, something, be, cut in and let us know. Yeah, we'll do. We'll do. Uh, that is something that. Uh, is not fair about what I said. I did say we needed to be very concerned about little children coming to this country on their own very often, many of them not making it. And when they got here, they needed, as I have argued for, legal counsel, due process, to make a decision. We need to end private detention. We need to end family detention. And in 2006, when Senator Sanders was running for the Senate from Vermont, Uh, He uh, voted in the House with hardline Republicans for indefinite detention for undocumented immigrants. And then he sided with those Republicans to stand with vigilantes known as Minutemen who were taking up outposts (coughs) along the border to hunt down immigrants. So I think when you were running for the Senate, you made it clear by your vote, Senator, that you were going to stand with the Republicans when you got to the Senate in 2007. One of the first things you did was vote against Ted Kennedy's immigration reform, which he'd been working on for years before you ever arrived. Let me respond. Let me respond to that. Who else is going to respond? Of course you get to. (laughs) You know, Ted Kennedy was a very close friend of mine, and I served on the committee that he chaired, the Health Education Labor Committee. And Ted Kennedy was kind enough to allow me 
to hold a hearing in 2008, I believe, in Congress dealing with the plight of undocumented tomato pickers in Immokalee, oh, Florida. <laughs> that sounded a little racist. A little racist my own wasn't an issue really for the state of Vermont to expose the horrendous working conditions and the semi-slavery, if you like, that those workers lived under. And the result of that hearing and the work that many, many people did was to significantly improve the wages and working conditions of those workers. Senator, Senator Secretary, we're going to take a break and we'll continue talking about immigration when we come back. Great, thank so, you. Um, llegó el momento de hablar de las deportaciones. Vamos so a this is the moment comercial. of talking about deportation. Okay. So, I really did. Have, we mentioned it before, but I really dig Spanish accents, man. Yeah, I think you talked about that. Yeah. So I do. I, I just found a, a photograph In men, of right? A, That's what you said before? I, either way, man, they're sexy AF. Uh, I found a photograph of a California <laughs> know, driver's license for an undocumented immigrant, uh-huh. and it says on, on it. Progress.org. Uh, this is scpr.org. Okay. Um, I'm uh, I'm on the LA Times right now. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually looking. I did a search for like how their voter voter registration works. Okay. Um, in light of the new the new driver's license thing. And um, if you go to the DMV as like a like a, a U.S. citizen, um, you provide you can register to vote when you get your driver's license, and you have to affirm your eligibility to vote. Um, however, because of the ID that you need to have in order to get your driver's license in the first place, they would basically verify that you're a citizen that way. Yeah. Um, if you are not a U.S. citizen, um, you know, quote, there's already a separate process for residents in the country illegally to apply for special licenses. Although citizens are offered the opportunity to register the vote, uh, register to vote at the DMV under an earlier federal law, non-citizens are not. Um, they continue under a new DMV registration process. People applying for the special licenses will not be asked about their eligibility to vote. So basically, they have a firewall. Like if yeah. you're uh, an, an illegal immigrant and you go to get the the you know driver's license in that regard, you go through a different driver's license process than you would if you were a U.S. citizen. Well, e- even on the front of it, it says federal limits apply. On the front huh. of the license that yeah. they would get. Yeah. So I wonder if it says federal limits apply, like. As far as voting or some other things, like hey, since yeah, you're not an actual yeah, citizen, like this, this denotes hey, can't buy a firearm, yeah, can't yeah, vote, can't do these things. So when they go in to give you your ID, they go, hey, you're not qualified, even though you might have wrote on your paperwork, you're all good to go according to your license. You're not. Uh-huh. All right, with that, they're taking a break. We're going to take a little break here, and we'll be back on the other side. Stay tuned, everybody. Please stand by. The Godless Revolution will continue in a moment. Hey y'all, this is Tucker from the Atheist in the Trailer Park podcast. And I might live in a beer can, but I ain't no inbred redneck. And if you listen to my podcast, I'm gonna learn you something. And no, I ain't talking about how to marry your cousin and not have kids with 16 fingers and stuff like that. I mean, I actually talk about real stuff teach people where the Bible stole its stories from. So y'all give me a listen, would you? Thank you. You and the Godless Revolution will be reassimilated in three, two, one. Welcome back, everybody, to the continuing coverage of the Democratic primary debate here on Univision. 
and the Godless Revolution. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, what the? <laughs> we're, we're crossing borders. <laughs> I really, I told you I really like the Spanish accent, man. I'm totally getting into it. Yeah, but dude, you can't buzz market Univision before you even say who the show is. <laughs> fine, fine. And we're here with Taylor Grin, who has apparently a mouse pet hanging around his microphone. <laughs> what? What did I do? <laughs> Nothing. You're fine. All right, here we go. Just giving you shit. Come. We continue here live by Univision, and we're measuring with this screen the following the conversation, political conversation, what you are talking at home about our debate at home in real time. Why is it that they have to have their And why does the translator have to have a Spanish accent as well? She didn't even mention Facebook. And we see that number one topic in Facebook nationwide for... Women is economy. Second, religion. religion. And third, and abortion. 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 I can already read Spanish. For <laughs> according to our last poll of Univision, a survey of Univision. Let's see what men are saying. The main topic is government ethics. Are Google Translate for her? I think so. The most commented topics in Facebook nationwide. We will continue now with the debate with Jorge Ramos and Marielena Salinas. Gracias. Regresamos con el debate demócrata patrocinado por Univision. The Washington Post and Facebook. We're back to um, the Secretary Democratic debate. The Talk louder, talked, dude. Uh, in January, Jorge is the I asked you if you could Spanish become Anderson you could Cooper. be the next yeah. reporter in chief, and you told me no, that you wouldn't be the next reporter in chief. Did you How not hear me say that when you first turned this on? No, no, did you say that? <laughs> okay. Oh, I wondered why there was no reaction because yeah. I was like, is this the anyway, whatever. I totally missed it. No, yeah, nice joke though, Dan. Good job. Sorry, I, I, and then I missed this question. Sorry, I'm going to back it up here. God damn it. However, you refused two times to say that you would not deport children. This is what you said. That you won't deport children. Can you promise that you won't deport immigrants who don't have a criminal record? Here's what I can promise, Jorge. I can promise that I will do everything possible to provide due process. Will you deport children? <clears throat> Let me say this. I would give every person due process to have their story told. And a lot of children will, of course, have very I love how they're pulling up past videos to show them. Yeah. To be able to stay. So, Secretary. Oh, the answer is fucking okay, no. no. That's it. That's all you have to say. No, I won't fucking deport kids. Well, but what if the answer is yes? <laughs> well, <laughs> you sure. say yes, but the correct answer should be no. Yes, that's the correct answer, but she doesn't always give those. No. Oh, she's God. A, but she's the best Republican. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, she is the best Republican, but... but Dude, if you... God no, go damn ahead. it. You that's can't, a whole other thing. It, when somebody says, are you going to deport kids, you shouldn't <laughs> say, well, what I can right. tell you is... No, your answer is no, I won't fucking deport children <laughs> who were born here in the United States, and this is the only fucking home they've ever known. Well, that's the political way of pleading the fifth. God it's, damn it. It's like both Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump went to the thank you for smoking school of avoiding answers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm interested to see how she's going to fucking try to duck out of it here live on stage now oh she'll do it she's she's been here before because i mean that it's not like that was that was a uh fucking text interview somewhere that was on video yeah. her being asked a direct question yep. and deflecting and saying well what i can tell you is yeah. because i'm not going to answer your fucking question but at least at least she does understand policy whereas what? trump would just be like we're just not winning anymore we're losing <laughs> to mexico we're losing to china 
You need the kids to put the small bricks in the wall. <laughs> the wall's 10 foot tall. We'll make the kids build it. Yeah. <laughs> well, the lower parts of it anyway. <laughs> and the small spaces where their little hands yeah. can fit. Yeah. Ryan kind of said that before well, I stole it. You also don't want to hurt the adults' backs. Leaning over to lay bricks is kind of hard. Yeah, they're Mexicans. They- oh. <laughs> <Let's-> <laughs> <laughs> a little insensitive there, Matt. Not me. Hey, I'm in Trump character. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> okay. I can say what I want. I can say whatever I want. Because we're not winning anymore. <laughs> let's, let's see what she has to say. President Obama's deportation policies, and as you know so far, he has deported more than two and a half million immigrants. So if you really don't want to be the next deporter-in-chief, can you promise tonight that you won't deport children and that you won't deport immigrants who don't have a criminal record? And this time, could I get a yes or no answer? Mm. (laughs) Yes, you can, because the question you were asking me were about children seeking asylum. And we have laws. That was the most critical thing I said, under our laws. I would like to see those laws changed. I would like to see added to them a guaranteed counsel and other support for children. But if you're asking about everyone who's already here, undocumented immigrants, the 11, 12 million who are living here, my priorities are to deport violent criminals, terrorists, and anyone who threatens our safety. So I do not have the same policy as the current administration does. But, but, I think it's important uh, I didn't that hear a we yes move or a to our no. comprehensive immigration reform, but at the same time, stop the raids, stop the roundups, stop the deporting of people who are living here, doing their lives, doing their jobs, and that's my priority. But again, yeah. But she still didn't answer the goddamn no, question. She never does. The simplest of words. Yes. He even said, "Can no. I get a yes or no question?" And she said, "Sure, you can." And then I'm not going to actually it, give yeah. you one. Yep. Can Can you promise tonight that you won't deport children? Children who are already here. I I will not deport children. I would not deport children. I do not want to deport family members either, Jorge. I want to, as I said, say that the first time. That yeah, she should have said that the first time. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. She should have said that the first time, and that's a good follow-up to say that she's not going to de- deport family members either, yeah. because you can't just say, no, I won't deport kids, I'm going to leave them here as fucking orphans. Yeah. yeah, but it's more politicking, because once she was put in an absolute corner where she had to answer, she went with the right answer, the answer she knows was right, but she tried to get out of it twice. But she went with the right answer and then followed it up with something that they knew would bolster her opinion, their opinion of her even more. Yeah. So right. what, well, this this is like a war shock too politically because yes. now the right leaning individuals are going to listen to the first thing she yes. said, and the yeah. left leaning individuals are going to listen to the second thing that she said. Exactly. And right. She gets the best best of both worlds. Right. Which yeah. is why which is why I still think even though I prefer Bernie, she's the best candidate to beat Trump. Uh, uh, no. Her her unfavorables <laughs> are just about as high as his are. Well, I I don't I don't see Bernie pulling moderate Republicans the way she does, but that's a whole nother show. Yeah. All right. Can I get another let's, beer, please? Let's see. <laughs> let's right let's see oh, yes. Said. Thank you. Can I get another beer besides the unopened <laughs> one sitting in front of me? <laughs> Give me two more minutes. <laughs> Prioritize who would be deported. Violent criminals, people planning terrorist attacks, anybody who threatens us. That's a relatively okay. small universe. So I, I want to be very specific. So you're telling us tonight... That if you become president, you won't deport children who are already here? I will not. And that you won't deport immigrants who don't have a criminal record? That's what, that's what I'm telling you. Now, I, I don't want, because I'm not Caveat. contradicting what I told you in the interview. Asylum is a particular legal 
process. Now, by saying that that the, she won't deport people who have a criminal record, is she is she trying to pivot here and say that you know, of course, obviously, if they are here illegally, that's a criminal. That's record. a criminal offense, but it's not a criminal record. So true. I mean, there's there's a little bit of wiggle room in there. As long right? as they haven't been caught yet, they haven't been charged yet. Yeah. Yeah, they haven't been charged with a crime of illegal immigration. Yeah. So they don't have a record. I don't know. We'll have to see how she yeah. follows up with that. Well, and, and I would go so far as to say, like a lot of people on the left, don't consider illegal immigration to be breaking the law. And so when they say have a criminal record, they mean like a theft or a murder or something yeah, like that. Right. And don't even consider the fact that they're here illegally to be breaking the law yeah, when right. they say that. Right. Yeah. Let's see how she finishes this thought here. I told you in the interview, asylum is a particular legal process. I'd like to see it changed. I'd like to see us give more support to people who come fleeing the terrible violence that they do. But under our law, we have a process we have to go through, so which stop, is different. You would stop those deportations? I would stop... The deportations for children yes. and those who don't have a criminal record. Of, our, of the people, the undocumented people living in our country... I do not want to see them deported. I want to see them on a path to citizenship. That is exactly what I will do. See, she knows how to, she knows how to get the applause at the end. But, uh, that took her 30 minutes to get children. Let me just say this. I don't think that the secretary... He's still trying to hammer her and make sure that she answers that. I'm going to back that up just a second here. Senator, can you promise us tonight that you won't deport children? Let me just Oh, so now he's asking Sanders. Oh, yeah. We'll see what his answer is. Uh, Honduras and that region of the world may be the most violent region in our hemisphere. Uh, gang lords, vicious people, torturing people, doing horrible things to families. Children fled that part of the world to try, 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 maybe, to meet up with their family members in this country, taking a route that was horrific trying to start a new life. Secretary Clinton did not support those children coming into this country. I did. Now, I happen to agree with President Obama on many, many issues. I think he's done a great job as President of the United States. He is wrong on this issue of deportation. I disagree with him on that. So to answer your question, no, I will not deport children from the United States of America. And can you promise not to deport immigrants who don't have a criminal record? I can make that promise. Okay. Yeah, that was easy. Very short, Look easy, that, no equivocation. Or Hillary. Look how easy this, it is. This is why I go back to that 2007 vote, because if we had been successful then, a lot of the issues we are still discussing today would be in the rearview mirror. I want like gay us to be able yeah. to Doma. achieve mm-hmm. comprehensive immigration reform uh, if I'm so fortunate enough to be president. And we do have to take a look at asylum laws. When I was Secretary of State, I worked to try to support uh, many different approaches to ending the violence in Central America. I was there meeting with leaders, security leaders, and others. And I think the Congress should support the president's request to fund programs that would protect people and change the culture of criminality and violence in Central America, helping people be able to stay safely in their homes and countries. How, how does the president answer? I want to get back. How does the United States president change that without changing drug laws? Yeah, I mean, really, that's that's the primary complaint, right? That that you have these 
these warlords and and drug kingpins in in these other countries who are committing atrocious acts to to further their their reign on the mm-hmm. drug trade. The only way I could see the U.S. being able to help is if we actually deployed people down there to work with the locals that literally go in there and arrest to and help detain stop the corruption that goes on down there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's about the only way I could see make a difference because you're not going to stop the corruption from within because it's so corrupted. Yeah, I don't. I don't see how that. Yeah, I I don't support a military exercise there either. Well, I mean, we can't deploy the only people we can deploy down there. To help out with that in a forceful way of actually detaining is our military. Yeah, I would say we can start by actually leading by example for once. Well, I don't think we're going to help. Like, even if we legalize drugs here, they're still going to be producing drugs there. I don't know. I think that, um, you know, the legalization efforts, uh, I, I recall reading in the news that the legalization efforts in Washington and Colorado are already stemming the tide of, of marijuana going into the U.S. and actually increasing uh, heroin and meth. Because they need to get a money product across. We'll see what Bernie We're definitely not going to legalize heroin and meth and cocaine. So I pause this with... I I wouldn't be against it. I pause this with Bernie's arms in full tilt boogie. Let's see what he has to say. (laughs) ...of criminality and violence in Central America, helping people be able to stay safely in their homes and countries. Let me just answer... I want to get back to this 2007 immigration bill. It's true that Ted Kennedy, a good friend of mine, and I think of the secretaries, did work very hard on that bill. God, their audio is But does anyone really believe that if that bill was all so good as the secretary is touting, that LULAC and other major Latino organizations, the largest Latino organizations in this country, said no to that bill? And I worked very hard in improving the guest worker provisions, so that in 2013, a bill I strongly supported, people who were in the guest worker program in America would not be treated like slaves. Well, let me just, let me just conclude by saying that United Farm Workers considered that bill, in their words, the last best hope for farm workers and immigrants. They have proven to be right in the succeeding years. I only hope that we can put together a coalition to pass comprehensive immigration reform uh, in the next Congress. And as I said earlier, in 2006, Senator Sanders supported indefinite detention uh, for people facing deportation and stood with the Minutemen vigilantes uh, in their ridiculous, absurd uh, efforts to, quote, hunt down uh, immigrants. So, look, I think the goal here is to elect a Democratic Senate, <laughs> elect a Democratic president, and get to work immediately to get comprehensive Did you support the Minutemen, Senator? Did you support the Minutemen? I'm sorry? Did you support the Minutemen, Secretary? Of course not. There was a piece of legislation supported by dozens and dozens of members of the House which codified existing legislation. What the Secretary is doing tonight, and has done very often, is take large pieces of legislation and take pieces out of it. No, I did not oppose the bailout or the support of the automobile industry. No, I do not support vigilantes, and that is a horrific statement, an unfair statement to make. I will stand. 
Yes. This is a migrant yes. Korea, political Korea, fighting for workers, fighting for the poorest people in this country. Madam Secretary, I will match my record against yours any day. Oh, oh shit. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Through the gauntlet town. Time for a record battle. To understand what happened. In December of 2008, <laughs> I just watched that. We were you both in served. the Senate. There was a vote on a freestanding bill to rescue the auto industry. We both voted for it. It was the right vote. Unfortunately, it did not succeed. The Republicans marshaled the votes against it. A month later, in January, a new piece of legislation was offered. That contained the money that would be used for the auto rescue. Then President elect Obama, before he'd even been sworn in, sent <laughs> word to all faces. of us that he really hoped we would support it. He was still in the Senate, I was still in the Senate. And I voted for it. It was a hard vote. I'll tell you, it was a hard vote. A lot of the votes you make are hard votes. But the fact is, like invading Iraq. the money yeah. that rescued the auto industry <laughs> like was in or not. that bill. Yeah. Now, Senator Sanders voted against it. That's his perfect right to it's vote against it. But if everyone Sanders had voted as he Senator. voted, yeah, we would not one have rescued At least Bernie raises his hand instead of interrupting right. him. Yeah. Yeah. It's so refreshing after watching the Republican Clinton is talking about. That is, that was the bailout of the recklessness, irresponsibility, and illegal behavior of Wall Street. It was the Wall Street bailout. And I find it interesting that when Secretary Clinton, who was the former senator of New York, of course, when she defended her vote, she says, well, it's going to help the big banks in New York. Those are my constituents. And then you go to Detroit and suddenly... This legislation helps the automobile workers. There was an article just your yesterday up, where people like Senator Bai and Ron Wyden, Senator, Byron Dorgan, your time is former up, Senator. senators said, no, this wasn't the automobile bailout. We this have was to move on, Senator. The time is up. We have to move on. Next question. Secretary Clinton. The moderators are you doing a much better said, job than the Republican instead debate. Instead of building walls, well, we they need have to tear down to barriers. However, yeah, last yeah, November so. in New Hampshire, uh, you openly said that as senator, you voted numerous times to build the wall with Mexico. What's the difference between what you did, voting to build the wall, and what Donald Trump wants to do now? <laughs> well, I think both of us, both Senator Sanders and I, voted numerous times to enhance border security uh, along our border. Uh, we increased the number of border security agents. Versus enhancing border security uh, not along our border. For money to build a, a fence, a okay. pedestrian fence. I, the, the trend I'm seeing with Hillary tonight is what I see a lot of times with religious people versus atheists or you know now now she she's she's playing this game where it's like well bernie's just as bad as me <laughs> she has I mean, said quite a few times tonight yeah, well, the last bernie two, and i both atheism is a religion I. too yeah yeah you guys are just as faith based yeah it's, i mean she's pulling that the last two or three answers has been like well both senator sanders and i voted for this bad thing yeah trying to bring him down yeah, he he has a good answer for why he did it, and then it comes back to her. Well, he and I both did this other thing too. 
increase the number of border security agents. We did uh, vote for money to build a fence, a pedestrian fence in some place, a vehicle fence in other places. And the result is that we yeah, I've never have known vehicles the most that like fences. border we've ever had. Apprehensions <laughs> coming fence. across the border are the lowest they've been in 40 years, which just strengthens my argument that now it's time to do comprehensive immigration reform. The Republicans, the opponents, no longer have an argument. And certainly we hear a lot coming from the Republican side that is absolutely out of Bullshit. touch with reality. <laughs> We raised money through the congressional appropriations process. We enhanced the border security. That part of the work is done. Everybody that I know has looked at it says, okay, we have a secure border. There's no need for this rhetoric and demagoguery that still is carried out on the Republican side. You've run out of excuses. Let's move to comprehensive immigration reform with a path to citizenship. And I think that makes a very strong argument in favor of doing it. But the question is, what is the difference between the wall that you voted for and Donald Trump's wall? It's a big difference. I mean, first of all, as I understand him, he's talking about... A very tall wall. <laughs> That's exactly where you're right, Ryan. A beautiful tall wall. I was joking. Uh, the most beautiful tall wall. That would have been the Great Wall of China. <laughs> the entire border that he would somehow magically get the Mexican government to pay for. And, you know, it's just fantasy. And, in fact, if he cared to know anything about what members of Congress, like the senator and I have done, where it was necessary, we did support some fencing. Where it was necessary, we did add border patrol agents. We have done what, by any fair estimate, would have to conclude is a good job, quote, securing the border. So let's get about the business of comprehensive immigration reform. Let me just senator. She still didn't really answer the question, though. Yeah, she, that was, yeah. she never does. Like most she never does. It's so easy to answer, too. All she has to Look, say is, this- oh, they're running drugs up I-15. We needed to make vehicle barriers. <laughs> yeah. Done. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Like, Trump wants to make this absurd so, moment about people. We want to keep out drug cartels. Yeah. Done. Next question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Sorry. it's not going to span the entire length of the border. Right. The difference is mine was very specific, targeting illegal activity that neither country wants. And his yeah. his is is indiscriminate and making sure nobody gets across. The Great Wall of America. That's probably called the Great Wall of Trump. And the Secretary and yeah. I mostly, I think, agree on this issue. Look, in this country, immigration reform is a very hot debate. It's divided the country. But I would hope very much that as we have that debate, we do not, as Donald Trump and others have done, resort to racism and xenophobia and bigotry. Here, here. This idea of suddenly one day or maybe a night rounding up 11 million people and taking them outside of this country is a vulgar, absurd idea that I would hope very few people in America support. Your time is up, Senator. Thank you. Way too many people support Now we have a question from the audience, for both of you. 
Tenemos una pregunta de nuestra audiencia. It's, it's Gracias, Marilena. Secretaria Clinton, Senador Sanders, quiero presentarles a Lucía Quieje, y es yeah. un inmigrante guatemalteca. Está aquí con sus cinco hijos, quienes no han visto a su padre desde que fue deportado hace tres años. Lucía Quieje, she's an immigrant from Guatemala. She's here with her five children. I thought so. Who have not seen their father since three years ago. She has a question. That was insensitive. Señor Lucía, ¿qué le quiere preguntar? That's a great movie. Quiero yo preguntarle que yo tengo un gran dolor. Yo y mis hijos. Porque el padre de mis hijos fue deportado sin tener licencia. Por no tener licencia. Él era un hombre trabajador. ¿Qué pueden hacer ustedes para parar las deportaciones y reunificar las familias? Senator Sanders, as, as you can see, this is a very painful and personal issue for Lucia and her family. She wants to know what you would do to stop deportations, but most importantly, to reunite families like hers. Well, I absolutely support that. Uh, at the heart of my immigration policy, and I should say that the New York Times uh, editorial board called my immigration policy uh, the most uh, progressive and the strongest of any candidate running. Terrible to answer start your to question, answer. The <laughs> essence of what we are trying to do is to unite families, not to divide families. <laughs> the idea... The, The idea that a mother is living here and her children are on the other side of the border is wrong and immoral. A number of months ago... I, I just I have to pause it here for a second to say, Taylor, you can't see this, but like the visual of this is kind of creepy. Like the, the, They have a guy wandering through the audience with a microphone talking to this poor woman in the audience who has been separated from her family because they've been deported. And he's whispering... Like right, right into her ear, what Bernie Sanders is saying, and he's translating into her ear, which is good because he's translating for her yeah. so that he, so that she can understand what he's saying. But it just the the optics of it are just incredibly creepy. Yeah, he's, but, but he's they, definitely leaning on her. But yeah. they also left his microphone on so we can hear him very faintly, hear him very faintly whispering. Oh, to God, yes, that is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Man, the audio sucks. Now, okay, so and I may not be familiar with this, but it's possible if I recall correctly. Within a lot of um, like Hispanic communities, the personal space bubble is a lot smaller, um, so that could be it with the I, lean. But oh, I, I can't see. Yeah, um, yeah I, I. Well, he is also he's resting like a his foot head taller. on her head. I, I don't think it's. I don't think it's any big deal, really. It just, yeah, for for our I mean, standards, it, it's it's a little it's a little strange looking. I'm yeah. Caucasian. I don't have a bubble. I have a bubble. What's up with you and cock stuff tonight, man? <laughs> I didn't say cock. I said bubble. <laughs> You said Caucasians. Caucasian. Oh, right. Okay. Right, right. So, okay, now that said, I support Bernie a lot, uh, but this is a weak answer. Like, he's so not far. answering the question, and yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, I mean, he is answering it, but it's just, it. he could have, he could have, it, it could have been so powerful from the beginning. They set him up perfectly but that yeah, being he said could, he could have teed off on it oh yeah yeah, yeah. this was a this was a softball it, i i think it's also a challenging question because you have to make broad changes to law and i think in order to get it to happen where you can 
No, no, no. I mean, but you don't really. I mean, if if you want to be a politician, you can just say, my goal. Start, yeah. start it with yeah. that, and then you're done. My goal is to make sure that no families are are separated. My goal is to make sure that all the laws conform with keeping families together in the country in which they they live. My goal is to, is to make sure that the laws abide by the principles well, yeah. that I'm talking about. When I'm president, I have every intention of making this happen. Well, well I think the issue here is where... Part of the family answer, is man. in. You should run for president. No. Part of the family is in Mexico. <laughs> no, I should not. And part of the family is in the U.S. And the big thing is, how do I get the family from Mexico back to the U.S. when they've already been deported? Right. When they've been right. deported already. Yeah. yeah. No. I understand. I understand the. That's, the, that's, that's, that's where I think the, the legality thing of is. it's a lot more difficult. Yeah. Yes. But you don't have to answer that tonight. No. He's yeah. just yeah. saying, "What do you think about this? This is bullshit." Yeah. And all you have to say is, "Yeah, this is total bullshit." And then just give a couple sentences on why you're on the side of the person who's saying this. That's no, this is a Democratic debates, so they don't say bullshit on there. They're a lot nicer. <laughs> yeah. well, well. well, I mean, even then, all he has to do is say, okay, what we're going to do is if you haven't broken any laws, we're going to expedite the green card process. And if you have a green card and your family has been deported because of the situation that you're in, yeah. we're going to expedite their their process to come yeah. in as a family member. Sure. Period. Done. Next question. Considering yep. they have a place to go to and stay and family in the country, it's like, okay, yeah, you already got a place to go. Cool. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You're at the front of the I list. Mean, so, so earlier I told the Polish joke, right? Like yeah. my my last name is Grin. My last name is Grin because my Polish ancestors tried to say that their last name was Green because back in that time period you had to have someone already in the U.S. Stupid uh, can't even uh, say to come green. in. Yeah, so they would say that they were part of the Green family. Yeah, that's why I have my last name because okay. um, they couldn't pronounce it right. And and that's still a thing in the immigration process is. Is if there's somebody already here, it should be expedited. I mean, this is yeah. like an extremely, yeah. you know, softball question that's, for him to answer. That's an interesting point, uh, Greensky. And <laughs> I, no, but I, but I think it's relevant too. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Like that, that one frustrated me because it's, it's, he has a clear path to be able to say, here's how yeah. green cards work. Here's, you know, here's how we will expedite that process within the laws that already exist now. You know, I, I in the executive office, I have the discretion to say, stop this. Yep. I, I don't know. I, I think so too. I, I think he's. I think he spent three sentences saying, you know, some watered down version of what he really, really should have been saying because yeah, it, they they set him up for his opinion and he's really strong in this. So he should have he should have really just hit a home run here. Yeah, yeah. It was a very Clinton Clinton esque answer. Yep. actually. Yeah. Let's hopefully he finishes it strong like she does. On the other side of the border is wrong and immoral. A number of months ago, I talked to a young man who was serving in the United States military. And while he was serving in the military, his wife was deported. That's that disgusting. is oh, that is yeah, comprehension and policies that should not be allowed to exist. So, ma'am, I will do everything that I can to unite your family. Your children deserve to be with their mother. Well... Yeah, he, he ended it pretty strongly, but I still think that whole thing should have just been a we'll do a slam dunk home run, uh, full court. Other sports ball thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. everything. Yeah. <laughs> All the sports. sports. I'm not a sportser, per se. He should have kicked a home run. Yeah, <laughs> yes. really. Yeah, run it into the end zone there. Yeah. Yeah, shot a hole in one or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> To unite your family, your children deserve to be with their mother. Thank you, Senator Sanders. Yes, 
Secretaria Clinton, usted también ha dicho que no quiere separar a más familias, pero ¿cuál es su plan para reunificar a familias como la de Lucía y para unir a miles de niños estadounidenses con sus padres? Secretaria Clinton, you've also said you want to stop deportations, but what's your plan to reunite families and thousands of children, U.S. citizens, with their parents? Well, first of all, please know how brave I think you are coming here with your children to tell your story. Because we can deport you like that. Yeah. Republican debate. We actually have cops waiting outside sure right now. <laughs> You've heard really of ICE, right? Understand. <laughs> and I want you to know that in the work that I've done and the many families that I've met, I have heard similar stories like yours. Where can, can I ask a question real quick? Is can we pause? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I, I just have to ask, is the video stuttering at all right now, or is that her? That's her. Yeah, yeah that's okay. mostly her. So, so when I was in college, my internship was in lie detection, and right now uh, what she's doing sounds exactly like what's called semantic aphasia, which is where her speech patterns are breaking down because she's making shit up as she goes. Uh, and I've noticed her doing that more and more lately, especially when the, the person shouted in the audience in the Monday debate, you know, what's your plan when she was talking about the education plan. And she's been doing that more and more in the debates where she's stuttering or she's using a lot of filler words as mm -hmm. she's making her way to answers to her questions. Is and, and I, Go, Sorry, go ahead. No, finish your, finish your thought. Sorry, I, I was just going to say, um, I don't know if that's that's relevant, like, or if that's just too too deep in the weeds. But like, that's a thing I've been noticing she's doing, and it's it's crazy. I think it's super fascinating. I just want to I just want to say, is there is there a, any possible way that we could eliminate the fact that she's you know in her sixties and dealing with a whole bunch of rapid fire questions of things that maybe she hasn't thought as deeply as she should have. Uh, at at this point, is, is it would it also look this way if she was searching for an answer? I would say no, okay. um, because if she was searching for an answer, she would have one pause as she processed it, right? Uh, so, like the the difference is, somebody says, uh, you know, Taylor, what did you do while you were in vacation? Pause. Well, first I did X, you know, versus, hey, did you steal that cookie? Well, about cookies, um, you see, on Tuesday I was, uh, <laughs> right? The difference between those two yeah. things is that the yeah. person is trying to make a response versus pausing to contemplate and then go on with a response. And the, the second thing I would say is is she's an affluent um uh, older person, right? And, and they don't age the same as, as other people. You know, there are studies that bear this out. Okay. So she will be much fresher, uh, you know, as an affluent, uh, 60 year old than say a not affluent 60 year old would sure. be cognitively. Okay. She's had the best medical attention money can buy. Right. Yeah. Well, and she's actively engaged and yeah. I'm sure she's yes. healthy, like beyond the medical attention. Yeah, so, well, yeah. And, and this sure. wouldn't be the first time that she's had to think about these types of things. Well, that's true too. Yeah, of yeah. course. I mean, these these should be answers that she has on the ready, right? Yeah, I'll 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 keep Your a lookout for father. where her eyes are are located and some of her micro expressions as well. And I want you to know that in the work that I've done and the many families that I've met, I have heard similar stories like yours, where your husband is deported, your children's father is gone. You are doing your very best to support your children, but it is time to bring families together. And I don't think there's any doubt that we must do more 
to let stories like yours be heard more widely so that more Americans know what the human cost of these policies are. And I will do everything I can to prevent other families from facing what you are facing, and I will do everything I can to pass laws that would bring families back together. And I hope that your children are all either citizens born in this country or eligible for the programs that President Obama has put into place, DACA and DAPA, because I will defend those and I will absolutely protect your children, yourself, and try to bring your family back together. She finished strong on that one. But notice how first she did the, the, the stuttering kind of thing, the pauses. And then once she got into her groove, yeah. her speech was was very steady. And that's why I, I stand by my earlier assessment. I really think that she was waffling hard there trying to come up with a response. Well, that's what I was, uh, sure, yeah. was going to say when she was telling the story about meeting people that had similar situations. Was she making that up then? Like I, as a total it, oh, it sure seemed like I it. mean she was, yeah. <laughs> I don't I, I couldn't say, I mean definitively yeah. uh, that she was making it up, but she was struggling to find a way to get to the narrative that she wanted to get to. Yeah. Um and she was it, it was her signposting, you know, her transition, if you yeah. will, to get from the question to territory where she is familiar. You know, it's a common speech pattern. Somebody asks you, hey, what about X? And you say, well, X is really nice, but my research is more oriented towards Y. Let me tell you more about Y, right? Mm-hmm. And and in politics, you have to draw that out. So for her, she uses anecdotes or, or repeating the question back to them. Yeah. Um, to buy time to think about it a little bit more. Exactly. And to meander to a, through a transition to the topic that she wants to talk about. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You, you gave me a great idea for breakfast too. And this Saturday I'm going to waffle hard. (laughs) 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 So thank you. (laughs) Now, okay. That said though, it's a really fun game. Donald Trump does the same thing. Um, and it's it's a lot of fun to watch him do it too. Yeah. Although he's got all kinds of cool linguistic shit uh, that he does. I think he's just mouth salad. <laughs> <laughs> mouth salad. Mouth fruit yeah. salad. I think would, that, would that be what Ben Carson would say. With with, <laughs> with a little salad. bit of shit stirred in. <laughs> oh yeah, nice. Centaurum's <laughs> <laughs> out, man. I don't know yeah, what true. you're talking about. True. <laughs> now let's go back to Karen. Thank you, Enrique. Secretary Clinton, a Washington Post poll just yesterday found that only 37% of Americans consider you honest and trustworthy. Now, when you've been asked about this in the past, you have said that this is the result of many, many years of Republican attacks upon you. But Americans have also had 25, more than that, years to get to know you for themselves. Is there anything and yet they in your still own think that. actions yeah. and the decisions <laughs> they all, that you they, yourself they still like have Trump made too, so that would yeah. foster this kind of mistrust? Well, first, Karen, obviously it's painful for me to hear that. Um, and Aww. I do take responsibility in, when you're in public life, uh, even if you believe uh, that it's not an opinion that you think is is fair or founded, you do have to take responsibility, and I do. Um, and I also have, you know, very much committed to the best of my ability, my energies and efforts to helping people. Uh, that's something that I care deeply about. 
uh, and I will continue to do that to demonstrate by my past actions and my present uh, levels of commitment and plans that people can count on me. Uh, that is certainly what happened to me in New York, where um, people got to know me, they saw me in action, and they did. Um, look, I have and said before, and action? it won't surprise oh, anybody yeah. to hear me you say it, this is not easy for me. Uh, it's not easy to... <laughs> do what I think is right uh, to help people, to even the odds, to hear a story like the woman's story we just heard, um, and to know that I can make a difference, and I want to in every way possible. Sorry, she's got me lost. Uh, I am not a natural politician, in case you haven't noticed, like my husband, President Obama. Um, so I have a view that I just have to do the best I can, get the results I can, make a difference in people's lives, and hope that people see that I'm fighting for them and that I can uh, improve conditions economically and other ways that will benefit them and their families. Thank you. Thank you. She keeps referring to Obama like their best rose. Senator Sanders, you have demanded that Secretary Clinton release the transcripts of her paid Wall Street speeches. Again. Why is this important? Do you have reason to believe that she says one thing in private and another in public? If it wasn't important, why wouldn't she release it? Yeah. What I have said is that when you get, I believe it is $225,000 for giving a speech, and she gave several speeches to Goldman Sachs, one of the Wall Street financial institutions whose greed and illegal behavior helped destroy our economy a number of years ago. When you get paid $225,000, that means that that speech must have been an extraordinarily <laughs> wonderful speech. Oh, wow. so uh, I love it when he does that. You would not and think I, she would have to describe I would think that a speech so great that you got paid so much money for, you would like to share She's it smiling. with the American people. So that's amazing. She will do it if other people do it. I will do it. I didn't give any speeches. There is no transcript. Do you think she's saying one thing in these speeches and another in public? Say, I don't know. That is exactly what releasing the transcripts will tell us. Yes, exactly. This I do know. There is a reason why Wall Street has provided $15 million just in the last reporting period to the Secretary's Super PAC. Now, the Secretary says it doesn't influence her. <laughs> well, that's what every politician says. Yeah, of course. Who gets money from special interests? The question that the American people have to determine, you know, you could say that Wall Street is greedy, they're fraudulent, but they are not dumb. Thank you. Thank you, Senator. Why are they making those kind of large contributions? Thank you. Your time is up. Well, let me let, let me respond as I yes. have numerous Go times uh, during this campaign. You know, I have a public record, and you can go look it up. I went to Wall Street before the Great Recession and basically called them out 
said that their behavior was putting our economy at risk, called for a moratorium Stop on it, you guys. foreclosures. Stop it. Yeah, I went to the Orlando area during <laughs> the campaign said in public. to make the yeah. same case. Yeah, and then she also said basically families told them who had been defrauded really by mortgages, these subprime mortgages that put them and their Thank homes you. at Thank risk. Thank you, Secretary Clinton. I called for those changes. I have been on the record, and now I do have the toughest, yeah. most comprehensive plan to go after the Wall toughest, Street, I don't not think just so. the big no. banks, all it's the other the best financial plan. interests it's a really that pose a threat plan. to our economy. It's and incredible. I have said no bank is too big It'll to fail, huge. and no executive is too It'll powerful to fail, and I will use the powers that have great. now been passed by the Congress, by President Obama, who, incidentally, took a lot of money from Wall Street, which didn't stop him from signing into law the toughest regulations Set. on the financial industry Set. since the Great Depression. Clearly, clearly, the Secretary's words to Wall Street has really intimidated them. Given her fifteen million dollars in campaign contributions, little that New England sarcasm there. Oh, I like it. Clearly, they're terrified of Hillary Clinton. That's why they keep giving her money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, they're so scared. They're paying her to keep her away. (laughs) I think she just got burned. Oh, Uh, I love Bernie's jokes. (laughs) I believe is in fact that we have a corrupt campaign finance system. And it's not just Wall Street. It's the drug companies who have received millions Wait. of dollars Thank you, from Senator. the fossil fuel industry. We've got to overturn yes. Citizens United. Thank you, well, and wait a minute. Now, yep. yeah. it, it, I, I just think it's worth pointing out that the leaders of the fossil fuel industry, the Koch brothers, have just paid to put up an ad praising Senator Sanders. You know, there are a lot of <laughs> I don't different believe powerful so. interests in Washington. I've taken them on. I took on the drug Bernie's companies. Like, I took what are you on the insurance about? companies. Before there was something called Obamacare, there was something called Hillary Care. And I worked really hard we're move to on. get at that comprehensive health care reform. And they beat me. So we're gonna move I, have on a, to the next. I have a long record of standing up to special interests, and I will continue no, no, to do no, so. Really. We have a, we're we're going to move no. on to the, next, to the next question. And it's a. <laughs> Do you, do you want me to butt in here with that ad? Yes, please. Yeah, I was looking for it. Okay. Um, so according to Politico, um, basically what happened is the Koch brothers agree with Bernie Sanders on opposing the Export-Import Bank. Um, if any of you watched Monday's debate, this came up. Um, for, for listeners who may not have, the Import-Export, or sorry, the Export-Import Bank is a federal fund uh, kind of like the Fed, and what it does is it provides credit for businesses who are, are dealing trade outside of the U.S., right? And, and in the debate on Monday, Hillary and, and Bernie had at it because Bernie opposes the import-export bank while Hillary supports it. Hillary was trying to make the point that lots of small businesses use it, um, whereas Bernie was saying that something like 40% of its overall use is Boeing, uh, the airplane yes. company, alone, right? And so he was saying that it's basically a big handout to corporate interests, right? Whereas Hillary's trying to defend it as a small business thing. Um, the Koch brothers are, are supporting Bernie Sanders for opposing the export import bank. And that's because, um, the conservatives now have rallied against the export import bank, um, primarily saying that it's big government. 
and and I would imagine this is just me talking here that it's probably so that they can support Bernie to undermine Hillary. Right. Yeah. And I remember seeing that in the debate, and I I, I agreed quite heavily with Bernie on it too. And they're saying it's like you're using federal money to prop up an already large giant fucking corporation. Yeah. Right. Well, the funny the funny thing is is that you know she she's trying to I I don't know I I don't trust the Koch brothers in anything ever. No. I mean I'd have to I'd have to actually go look at it to be you know I, I'm highly skeptical of it so. Everything right. they do is in their own self-interest. So the fact that they agree with him on one particular point doesn't necessarily mean anything to me specifically. Right. Well, and even the article, the article asserts that um, Sanders Sanders attacked the Koch, saying that they produced the ad in order to um, damage his cred with Democrats mm. by being supported by the Kochs, and and that they're trying to attack Clinton. Uh, by supporting Bernie, so like it's it's a heads heads I win tails you lose kind of thing for the coach mm-hmm. to produce it. Right, right. Interesting. Um, but I'll I'll send that that article to your uh, to your Facebook group so all, all right. of you get the message. Thank you, thank you. Yep. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> you have thirty seconds, another. There is nobody in the United States Congress who has taken on the Koch brothers who want to destroy Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, and virtually every federal program passed since the 1930s more than Bernie Sanders. And I am proud that the uh, gentleman who is head of Goldman Sachs, now he didn't give me 225 thousand dollars for speaking fees he said i was dangerous and he is right i am dangerous <laughs> that was a great turnaround <laughs> that, that was a strong yeah. one for him yeah, it was. senator sanders that the Koch brothers as you said are sensible with how they use their money and i agree with you they stand for things that i find abhorrent that would be bad for our country bad for our future but they did just put up a little video praising you for being the only Democrat who stood with the Republicans to try to eliminate the Export-Import right. Bank, which has helped hundreds and hundreds of companies here in Florida be able to export their goods okay, think- and employ more Floridians. So, uh, from my you perspective, are, you sign up with the Cobras. Let me respond to yep. The Export-Import Bank is often called the Bank of Boeing because Boeing Corporation gets okay. 40% of the revenue. It on. is corporate welfare. And yes, I oppose corporate welfare. Okay, next... Well, now I feel redundant. <laughs> no, that, that was a great I point. Continue with the issue of trust, it's- Secretary Clinton. On the night of the attacks in Benghazi, you sent an email to your daughter Chelsea saying, "Benghazi was responsible for the killing Obama. of the Americans." Yeah, I don't even want to hear about this. Really. Obama. Some of the families claim that you lied to them. Here's Pat Smith, the mother information officer, Shan Smith. Let's listen. Hillary and Obama and Panetta and Biden and, and all of Susan Rice all told me it was a video when they knew, they knew it was not the video. And they said that they would call me and let me know what the outcome was. Secretary Clinton, did you lie to them? You know, look, I feel a great deal of sympathy for the families of the four brave Americans that we lost at Benghazi. 
and I certainly can't even imagine the grief that she has for losing her son. But she's wrong. She's absolutely wrong. I and everybody in the administration, all the people she named, the president, the vice president, Susan Rice, we were scrambling to get information that was changing literally by the hour. And when we had information, we made it public, but then sometimes we had to go back and say we have new information that contradicts it. Uh, so I testified for 11 hours. Anybody who watched that and listened to it knows that I answered like every question that I was asked. And yeah. when it was over, the Republicans had to admit they didn't learn anything. Why? Because there had already been one independent investigation. There had been seven or eight congressional investigations, mostly led by Republicans, who all reached the same conclusions, that there were lessons to be learned. And this is not the first time we lost Americans in a terrorist attack. We lost 3,000 people on 9-11. We lost Americans serving in embassies in Tanzania and Kenya when my husband was president. We lost over 250 I don't that, Americans, I don't know that both that's military and civilian, no. when Ronald Reagan was president in Beirut. And at no other time of those tragedies were they politicized. Instead, people said, let's learn the lesson. No, Republicans have tried to politicize those before. What they are saying is that... I hear a lot of Hillary supporters in there. Yeah. 9-11 would have been politicized if George Bush didn't do it himself. You your daughter Chelsea one thing and a different thing to them. Well, but, the, Jorge, that makes my point. At the time I emailed with my daughter, well, that just a makes terrorist my point. group had taken credit for the attacks on our facility in Benghazi. Within 16, 18 hours, they rescinded taking credit. They did it all on social media. And the video did play a role. We have captured one of the lead terrorists, and he admits it was both a terrorist attack and it was influenced by the video. This was fog of war. This was complicated. The most effective, comprehensive reports and studies demonstrate that. And look, I, as I said in the beginning, I deeply regret that we lost four Americans. And I, of course, sympathize with members of the families uh, who are still, you know, very much grieving. And I, I wish that there could be an easy answer at the time, but we learned a lot and the intelligence kept improving and we yeah. learned enough to say what we think happened uh, at Benghazi. You have 30 seconds, Senator. Well, I'm not going to comment on the Benghazi tragedy, but I will say this a series of articles in the New York Times. I talked about Secretary Clinton's role in urging the administration to go forward with regime change, getting rid of Gaddafi uh, in Libya. Uh, Gaddafi was a brutal dictator, there's no question. But one of the differences between the Secretary and I is I'm not quite so um, aggressive with regard to regime change. I voted against the war in Iraq because I had a fear of what would happen the day after. Secretary Clinton talks about Henry Kissinger Thank you, winning the praise of Henry Kissinger. I don't want Henry Kissinger's praise at all. We're going to take a break. We're taking a break. Vamos a 
vamos a una pausa comercial y continuamos con temas que le interesan a los hispanos, como quién paga por la educación y qué hacen con la deuda de los estudiantes. They really need to, to, to iron out their audio issues before they go on air. Yeah, they do. All right, I'm going to pause it here and we will be back on the other side. The next rant will start right after this. I'm Dustin. And I'm Wesley. We host the Atheist Nomads podcast. We're godless geeks who take a skeptical look at politics, religion, science, technology, and history. We also interview leaders in the atheist, skeptic, and humanist community. Check us out at atheistnomads.com. That's atheistnomads.com. Welcome back. We are continuing our coverage of the Democratic primary debate in... Where is this Florida. To Florida. Florida. That's right. Remember, global warming, they're going to be underwater. Right. Florida for Univision. America's dangling little... Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Sleeping on the mic. Yeah, Miami. Now connected with Univision for you to send... I've only been to Florida once. I didn't like it. It was for training. It sucked. First Democratic... There you go, Dan. There's that hottie again. And then there's the lady on the left as well. She has a Spanish accent. I don't care. Good evening. Good evening. We heard a lot about immigration, about the deportation. Translators. Horrible. Translators. Who presented the immigration proposal? The two candidates did a good action of so talking, it's one translator for two people. But what this is confusing. What concerned me yeah. a bit is that we, if we have seen the plan of Senator Bernie Sanders, but we have not seen a plan in writing from Secretary Hillary Clinton. So we want to see well, what she Hillary says Clinton? if it is important. Now, children, this is what happens if you don't get hired onto the State Department. And we see that they're moving towards the community needs to not only immigration reform, but the rates have to stop. Families that we have seen that are suffering, they have to be reunited. We heard a very emotional testimony of a mother that was brave enough to come here with her five children. How did you feel when you heard her I wonder if the translator is just saying whatever she wants. That if the candidates had empathy with the story, I believe that this was the saddest moment that we had here at the debate. She should at least make two different voices. children separated from her husband and those oh, easy. She isn't suffering Fry. because they do not have their father. <laughs> and this is what we see that is happening, that Republicans are doing not by not approving a migratory reform, but also President Obama. So we need that we need not only words, Might have to but cut this plans part, huh? as well. And Maybe. we need, as a community, this is, this is like that robot chicken where the guy's mistranslating the other guy in the cantina. <laughs> Democratic debate continues with Jorge Ramos and Mariela Salitas. Continue with the Thank debate you. now. Senator Sanders, hey, you call back. your opponent Hillary Clinton an establishment politician. Mm-hmm. You yourself she are is. a yeah. career politician. Why yeah, should but... voters prefer a career politician over an establishment politician? Well, you got to look at what the career is about. Yep. And this exactly. is a career that has stood up to every special interest in this country. I don't take money from Wall Street. I demand that we break up the large financial institutions. I don't take money from the pharmaceutical industry because I believe they are ripping off the American people and charging us the highest prices in the world for prescription drugs. I don't take money from the fossil fuel industry because they are destroying they are 
destroying this planet through their emissions of carbon and creating the terrible climate change that we are seeing. So I think it is true uh, that I have served in Congress for many years. But if you check my record, it is a record of strength for the environment, for workers, for seniors, unlike the secretary, I believe we should expand civil rights issues. social yeah. security benefits. And equality for all, not just for veterans based on the color of your skin. Yeah, your sexual preference the most significant veterans health care bill passed in many decades. So I think the point is, look at the record, and it's a record that I am proud of. You know, for Latinos, uh, according to the Univision Washington Post poll, the number one issue is jobs and the economy. Latino employment rate is higher than the national average. Their net worth has gone down 43% during the Obama years. And 60% of Latinos make less than $15 an hour. So last week you tweeted that for the GOP, the economy is an afterthought. Well, many Latinos feel that they are an afterthought. Do you understand what the specific needs of Latinos are to improve their living conditions? And she doesn't well, understand I what certainly the basic know Americans what all are. Americans yeah. uh, need, and that is more jobs with rising yeah. incomes. It's something that I have worked on uh, for many years. It's why I've laid well, we down seen uh, the happen. only really comprehensive plan about how to create more good jobs. And there are several things that need to be addressed. We do have to do more infrastructure spending. Uh, that will put many Americans to work. It's a good job that gets you on the ladder to the middle class. We need to improve the conditions for manufacturing in our country and punish those uh, companies that want to export jobs. We need them to be incentivized to create jobs right here in America. We also do have to combat climate change, and no state has more at stake in that than Florida. Uh, and the best way to do that is not only enforcing uh, the laws we have, but also the clean power plan that President Obama has put forth that I support, uh, and the Paris Agreement that I think was a huge step forward in the world that Senator Sanders said was too weak, but I helped to lay the groundwork for that. But we need more clean I energy to lay jobs. The groundwork for a plan and that we was have too to weak. do more to help yeah. small businesses. <laughs> you know, the fastest growing segment yep. of small businesses are minority and women-owned small businesses, and we need to help businesses get started. The uh, very distinguished uh, Congresswoman from New York, who's been on the Small Business Committee, uh, Congresswoman Velasquez, knows exactly what we need to be doing to create more small businesses. We do need to raise the minimum wage, and we have to guarantee equal pay for women. Secretary, that will help Latinos as well as every other working person in our country. Secretary, you talked in general terms, but you haven't really said what you would specifically yeah. do to improve the living conditions of Latinos. Everything I just said will improve the living conditions, and I've spent a lot of time and effort talking to but and mostly listening to, to Latinos. Jobs not focus on Latinos, but try to focus on everyone, which is incomes. not what she wants Close her to do Close behind right is now. education. Yeah. Right. Every child deserves a good teacher in a good school, regardless of the zip code that they live in. Following oh, behind yeah, that is health care. Important it is to continue to build on the Affordable Care Act and provide access to health care. And then there are a number of other issues, comprehensive immigration reform certainly being your time is up. Uh, at the Secretary, top. sorry, your time is up. Okay. Well, let me answer that I like question. These, these people are actually doing question. a good job as yeah, moderators. Yeah, they're doing good moderating. Well, not only that, but Clinton and Bernie are, 
a lot more accommodating. Civil. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Sure. One of the points. What did he just say? A number of other issues. I thought I heard him say vagina, but I think I misheard that. <laughs> I think you did, too. Secretary, top. sorry, time is up. Okay, let me answer that question because it's a huge question. Huge. And one of really the huge. Eugina. No, he said Eugina. Yeah. And media does not seem to pick up on it. Is that we have a real crisis, not only with real unemployment in America being close to 10%, but youth unemployment in this country. If you look at Latino kids between 17 and 20 who graduated high school, 30. Six percent of them are unemployed or underemployed. Africa. Time is up. Oh, wait a minute. Oh. Can I have? Go ahead. A little bit of time here, please. <laughs> yeah, no shit. American kids <laughs> that was are quick. unemployed or underemployed to the tune of fifty-one percent. That's why I co-sponsored legislation to put five billion dollars into a jobs program to put our kids to work because I would rather invest in education than jobs than jails and incarceration. Yes, I like that. That's we a good plan. to raise the minimum wage to 15 bucks an hour. The United States has got to join in the rest of the industrialized world in guaranteeing health care to all people as a right. We need to rebuild our crumbling infrastructure and when we do that under my plan, we create 13 million decent-paying jobs. Thank Senator. you, Senator. We have a question on education. Senator, I'll continue with you. You propose free college tuition. For no, I did not propose free college tuition. I proposed free tuition at public colleges and universities. There you go. Yes, I did. <laughs> so Let me clear that shit up right now. Potentially, millions of students who can actually afford college would be getting federal subsidies. Is that right? No, what they would, what, look, this is what I believe, Jorge. This is the year 2016. Correct. 50 years ago, a high school degree got you a good job in the economy. Today, in many respects, a college degree is the equivalent of a high school degree. Oh, of course. We have got to go beyond first grade to 12th grade when we talk about public education. So I do believe we should make public colleges and universities tuition free. Sure. And I don't believe we should punish millions of young and not so young people with outrageous levels of student debt. Because right. my question was, if you yep. think, for instance, if Donald Trump's grandchildren or, or I'm sorry, Hillary Clinton's grandchildren, should they be able to go to <laughs> college for free? Yeah, for free? Why not? Absolutely. If they, they go to a go public to, school, yeah. They will, yeah what? But Donald Trump's kid... Donald Trump's kids can go to public school right now. I think Secretary Clinton is talking about making community colleges free. They can go to those things. The point is <laughs> we're going to get to Donald Trump by raising the taxes on the top 1% yeah, there you go. and on millionaires and billionaires. Yep. But all of our people, in my view, regardless of income, should have a right to get a higher education. I want children in the third grade to know that if they study hard, no matter what the income of their families. Yeah. My family didn't have any income. My parents didn't go to college. They didn't have good income. I want every kid to know if you do your schoolwork, study hard, yes, you will be able to get a college education. Yeah, We're yeah. I think yeah. yeah, because right now it's a whole bunch of bullshit. Yeah, how can you argue against that? Secretaria Clinton, acabamos de escuchar la posición del senador Sanders sobre colegiaturas gratuitas, pero hay millones de estudiantes que no pueden pagar sus préstamos. 
Maide Martínez tiene 20 años y es un estudiante de ciencia política. We just heard about free tuition from Senator Sanders, but right now there are millions of students who can't afford to pay their loans. Maide Martínez is 20 years old and she's a major anal beads for earrings. Buenas noches. Yo quiero sacar un doctorado, pero para hacerlo voy a tener que pedir un préstamo estudiantil. ¿Qué van a hacer para ayudar a pagar la deuda de esta generación? Secretary Clinton, she says she wants to go to grad school and get a PhD. What are you going to do to help her achieve that goal and pay off her student debt? Well, congratulations on your education and also on your plans for the future. And here's what I will do. We're going to refinance everyone's existing student debt. 40 million Americans have student debt. And right now, I go around asking people at my events if they know what their interest rate is. And the interest rates literally go from like 8 to 14%. It's outrageous that at a time when interest rates have been historically low, people borrowing money to invest in their education are paying some of the highest interest rates around. No shit. And you can refinance you do your house it? to get a lower interest rate. You can refinance your car. Corporations can refinance their debt. <clears throat> Under my plan, you will be able to also lower your debt, uh, move into oh, a program okay. to pay it back as a percentage of your income. Oh, good. <clears throat> and more than that, my plan for debt-free tuition at public and uh, colleges and universities will eventually eliminate any student debt. But for people who have it, I'm going to put a date certain. That after so you're a still going to pay thirty thousand dollars to go to that school. Anything. Yeah, the but you'll be able to refinance to your life to pay for it. Yes, yeah, so that's good. Well, to young people and to also, get their education. her her college compact is some kind of bullshit. Where she's she she covered this in the previous debate. Is that where a she wants term? college students to work? Um, like like twenty thirty hours a week on right. like public programs to yeah. go to school. Right. Right. As though they don't already need to have jobs to stay alive. Yeah, right. When they're going to school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To to pay for books, to pay for room and lodge, to pay for food, and then time to actually study while we're in the program. Yes, which is which is the exact same problem that that millennials have with internships. You know, which is the rich can afford to have an unpaid internship, which becomes basically the entry level job. Yeah. Whereas the poor have to take on a shit job. You know, until they can get a good job, and right. that permanently lowers what they can negotiate for in salary. Yeah, yeah. it's the same same philosophy. Yeah, yeah in- internships is a whole nother argument. I think it's a whole bunch of bullshit needs to go away, and it's fucking ridiculous that anyone gets free labor out of people who have degrees for for yeah, well, all the, and, all and the actual work they're doing. She's advocating for bullshit. students to have to have between a twenty and thirty hour job on top of. A full-time course load that yep. basically equates to at least forty hours of work per week. No, so she wants no, 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 work sixty to seventy hours per week. No, 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 but more because they have the twenty to thirty-hour job to support themselves to eat pay for books, pay for classes while they have the full course load. She wants them to have another one, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and not yeah, only so, that, I mean, there's but just not how she was time. talking about public colleges and universities didn't cover a grad school program, which is what this woman yeah. specifically was asking Clinton about. Yeah, it is true. Bullshit. Karen, yeah, Karen, let's go back to you. Uh, I think that Secretary Clinton just said is absolutely right. I what? think I said it many months before she said it, but thanks for copying a very good idea. I think he's agreeing on the debt, <laughs> the, the, the amount of yeah, you know, the interest rates. I've been rates. criticized a lot for thinking big, you know, and that's, 
you know, for, for believing that we could do great things as a nation. One of the things we should not be doing, obviously, is punishing people for doing what we want them to do, yeah. and that is to get an education. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But here is the point. My program, making public colleges and universities tuition-free, allowing people with debt to refinance at the lowest possible interest rates, is a fairly expensive proposal. It's about $70 billion a year. Do you know how I'm going to pay for it? I'm going to pay for it by imposing a tax on That's Wall right. Street speculation. Mm-hmm. I wish he would be illegal. I wish he would say tax the church. one of those who voted to bail out yeah. Wall Street. It'd be now easy, I then. think it's time for Wall Street to help the working families Thank of this Senator. country. Yeah. Thank you very much. Well, so I, I'm going to respond to that because I think this is a very important issue. And by the way... Everybody who, quote, got money in the, quote, bailout that also included money for the auto rescue has paid it back. So the Treasury, now that will no longer happen because we have Dodd-Frank and we will break up banks that pose a systemic uh, threat to our economy. But let me say this. You know, Senator Sanders I love that the crowd applauds for Hillary every time she makes a point that's He's talked about... Like, what are you supporting Universal, her for? Universal, single-payer health care for everybody. <laughs> Why do you want an almost when Bernie when a Bernie is running? As many of us have, and, and more importantly, independent experts, it's very hard to get answers. That's a good point. And a lot Why do you of want the to almost Bernie when you have a Bernie know, running? This yeah, is going to be much more expensive than anything Senator Sanders is admitting they, to. They want the diet this is going to increase or, you know, the you, federal government dramatically. And, you know, my dad used to say, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably right, is. Respond. And we deserve answers about right, how folks, these programs folks, would actually work and how they would be paid for. Folks, I want you all to think. What Secretary Clinton is saying is that the United States should continue to be the only major country on earth that doesn't guarantee health care to right. all of our people. I think if the rest of the world could do it, we can. And by the way... Not only are we being ripped off by the drug companies, we are spending far, far more per capita on health care than any other major country mm-hmm. on earth. You may not think the American people are prepared to stand up to the insurance companies or the drug companies. I think they are. Thank you, Senator. This is a very important point in this debate because... I do believe in universal coverage. Remember, I fought for it 25 years ago. I believe in it, and I know that thanks to the Affordable Care Act, we are now at 90% of universal. Weird that then in 2008 she was running against Barack Obama yeah. on that very fact, yeah, right? Yeah, yep. I mean, she can say all she wants, but the fact is that she ran against Barack Obama on that point. Mm-hmm. Four years right. ago, not very long. Mm-hmm. Eight years Wait, ago. I Eight will years, build yeah. on the Affordable Care Act. <laughs> I will sad. take it further. I will reduce the cost. But I just respectfully disagree between the Republicans trying to repeal the first chance we've ever had to get to universal health care and Senator Sanders wanting to throw us into a contentious debate over single payer. I think the smart approach is build, protect the Affordable Care Act, make it work, reduce the cost. Uh, I think we need a single payer. Okay. Why, why, would, why would you not go for single payer? What is the point of crawling toward it? Health Education Labor Committee that helped write the Affordable Care Act, and it has done a number of good things. 
But when Secretary Clinton says, well, 90% of the people have insurance, yeah, not really. Right. Many of you may have insurance, but you have outrageously high deductibles yeah. and co-payments. Yeah, yeah. One yep. out of five Americans cannot afford the prescription drugs their doctors prescribe. Uh, Elderly people are cutting their pills in half. I <laughs> yeah. do believe that we should do what every other major country on earth does. And I think when the American people stand up and fight back, yeah, we Thank can. Okay, wait. Yeah, it needs, it needs a complete overhaul, not just a couple of Band-Aids. I mean, ACA is okay, but it's, it's a tiny, tiny, tiny step that was rolled out Florida pretty poorly. mayors have asked us to raise with you. They have asked us to share with you their concern over the effects of rising sea levels and climate change in their communities. Yes. Just take a look at this map. So this so map is showing you Florida. Florida. No state has more at stake than Florida does. Yeah, they've and lost no miles and miles at just Miami, two meters the city of in which we are sea sitting. rise. But many Basically the whole southern tip of Miami being this gone. This is not a man-made Florida. problem. Florida. Senator Sanders, is it possible... <laughs> I've had a long to day. <laughs> move forward on this issue if you do not get a bipartisan consensus. And what would you do? Well, first of all, Karen, when you have Republican candidates for president and in Congress telling you that climate change is a hoax, yeah. which is Donald Trump and other candidates' position, what they are really saying is we don't have the guts to take on the fossil fuel industry. <laughs> What candidates are saying is that we stand up to the fossil fuel industry and transform our energy system away from coal and oil and gas to energy efficiency and wind and solar and geothermal and other sustainable technologies. Do you know what happens to that Republican who listens to the scientists? On that day, that Republican loses his campaign funding from mm. the Koch brothers and the fossil fuel industry. So you've yep. just described the problem, but how would you move forward given that this is the situation? The way I would move forward in every other area. And what we are doing in this campaign is fighting not only to become president, but I'm the only candidate who says no president, not Bernie Sanders, can do it all. You know what we need, Karen? We need a political revolution in this country. And tell the fossil fuel industry that their profits, their short-term profits, are less significant than the long-term health of this planet. We will win. That is the way change always takes place. Secretary Clinton, can you do this without a bipartisan consensus? No major environmental legislation has ever passed without bipartisan votes. Well, Karen, first of all, I was proud to have a number of mayors from Florida campaign for me. Uh, in South Carolina. I had a chance to talk to some of them about this issue. Uh, it is a really serious one, and there isn't much time left to do several things that I will move quickly to do. Um, you can see already what's happening in Miami, particularly Miami Beach, with tides rising. So we do have to invest is in resilience and mitigation while we are trying to yes, cut both. emissions and make up for <laughs> well, the fact that this is clearly man-made and man-aggravated. And that. there are certain things that the president has done through executive action that I will absolutely support. All the Republicans say they will, if they're elected, heaven forbid, repeal all of those executive actions. I will 
maintain them and act on them. The clean power plan is something that Senator Sanders has said he would delay implementing, which makes absolutely no what? sense. We <laughs> need to implement all of the president's executive Sanders is laughing, and quickly actually. move to make a bridge and he gave from a what the coal fuck to face. natural gas to clean energy. Oh, still doing that it. That is the way we will keep the lights on while we are transitioning uh, to a clean energy future. <laughs> and when I talk about resilience, just I think at the that is an moderators area we said, can get Come on. Republican support on. 30 seconds. Well, let me be after, very clear. Because after I all, have excuse me, excuse me. Did you ask after me to Your time is up, Clinton. You can finish second party and go out 30 seconds. Thank you, Speaker. There is a lot of legitimate concern. You know, you don't have to do much more than look at rising insurance rates. Most of the property in Florida will be at risk in the next 50 years. I think I can get a bipartisan consensus on resilience and then implementing the president's orders until we frankly win back enough seats, take back the Senate, and get back to It takes way too long to get to a point sometimes. Yeah. So wait, wait, wait. I, that was a bit confusing. The moderator asked Sanders to speak, yes. and then Hillary talked over him, right? Yes. Yeah. You, could, you could actually hear the moderator go, 30 seconds, and he points to Bernie. Uh-huh. And Bernie starts talking, but Hillary kept going. Yeah, yeah, she just Holy kept talking shit. over him. Yeah. yeah, and they just sort of let her go, Yeah. and Bernie was trying to get it. He's like, wait, you asked me to speak, right? And he was pointing at them, and the oh, camera, yeah, I think the camera the, was on Bernie. I think that's the first moderator flub that we've noticed this evening, for sure. And Hillary yeah. didn't, didn't even, like, pause. Well, but to be fair, I mean, I, I, the moderators are doing okay, but these guys, these two are much well, more well-behaved than the Republicans. Yes. Yeah. This is the first yeah. only sort of incident, and they fucked it up. So I don't know how great the moderators really are. They're a lot. Mm-hmm. They're better than we've they're seen. They're doing before. better than the Republican debate. For yeah, sure. I think the candidates are better. Well, yeah. Well, but the moderators are at least like. Yep, I think. Nope, you're I done. think it's both. You're done. You're it's, done. It's not you're a. Done. It's not an and or. It's both. Yeah. I'm not sold. I mean, this was the Frankly, first time they had a chance to actually moderate, seats, and they didn't do it. Take back the Senate and yeah. get yeah. back. You're a hard sell, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As much time as she Absolutely. Please. This is your debate. Thank you. <laughs> uh, let's be clear. You're looking at the senator who introduced the most comprehensive climate change legislation in the history of the United States Senate. Now, I hope that Secretary Clinton would join me if we are serious about climate change, about imposing a tax on carbon on the fossil fuel industry and making massive investments in energy efficiency and sustainable energy. And by the way, while we are on the subject of energy, I hope you'll join me in ending fracking in the United States. Nice. Oh, yes. There's at least one guy who really liked that idea. Yeah. Thank you, Clinton. (laughs) You mean Dan? Senator Elizabeth Warren says personnel is policy, and she says that there is a revolving door between Wall Street and the highest levels of economic policymaking and regulation in Washington. Three of the last four Treasury secretaries appointed by Democratic presidents had ties to Citigroup. Do you agree with Elizabeth Warren's criticism that both your husband's administration and President Obama's Obama's have relied too heavily on advisors who represent the worldview of the big banks? Well, Karen, I do agree that we have to uh, end the revolving door. I strongly support a piece of legislation from Senator Tammy Baldwin that would do just that. 
And I will be looking for people who will put the interests of consumers uh, first, uh, who will do more to try to make sure Main Street flourishes. And I will very much reach out and ask for advice as to who should be appointed, including to Senator Warren and many of my other former colleagues in the Senate. Uh, but I think it's important also to look at what we want to accomplish. You know, in, we, in the debates we've had, I, maybe this is the seventh or so, uh, Senator Sanders is I don't always know. criticizing <laughs> uh, the two recent Democratic presidents, President Clinton and President Obama. And that's fine, but I wish he would criticize and join me in criticizing George W. Bush, who I think wrecked the economy. And You know what? Fuck you, Clinton, because he has done that. Yeah. Right. I mean, of course he doesn't agree with George W. Bush. Fucking, of course he doesn't. Yeah. I wish that he would join me in criticizing them. Fuck you, he has the yeah. whole fucking time. Yeah. I Before mean- the debates fucking started, he was criticizing <laughs> them. Yeah, she, I'm she, also I'm also really interested to see what happens if if Warren addresses Hillary Clinton name dropping her because Warren has stayed out of yeah. of the primary, you know, yeah. very deliberately. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I was in I, my ears perked up too when that when she said that. Oh my god! Well, and for her to say, oh, I wish he would join me in doing this. Fuck you! He's been doing it from the fucking beginning. Well, as it as if to imply that he somehow supports W. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> You're too far right for him. Guys, and join me in criticizing George W. Bush, yeah. who I think wrecked Fuck the you. economy. Even Republicans oh, don't like him anymore. For the Great Recession. You know, at the end of the 90s, we had 23 million new that was jobs. Trump level Incomes right went up there. for yeah, everybody. Yeah, that was bad. We were talking earlier about what needs to be done for Latinos and African Americans. Well, we were doing it by the end of the 90s. Median family income went up 17%. For minorities, it went up even more. Along came the Republicans. Trickle-down economics, one of the worst ideas since snake oil, was put back into place. That's a good line. President Obama had to rescue the economy, and I don't think he gets the credit he deserves for doing that. Senator Sanders, your name was mentioned. I gather Secretary Clinton hasn't listened to too many of my speeches, <laughs> but my work awesome. in the Congress, because very few people stood up to George W. Bush, whether it was the war in Iraq. Oh, there we go. Policies. Now, when we talk about the policies of the 1990s, I worked closely and supported President Clinton, and obviously... I have worked very closely in supporting President Obama, who has taken our economy a very long way mm-hmm. from where Bush left us. But yes. when you go back to the 1990s, Thank. let's remember, that's when Wall Street Thank. deregulation took Thank place. You, yeah, that's right. That's when disaster right. trade policies took mm-hmm. place. Yeah, that's right. So yes, good things happened, but some dangerous mistakes yeah, NAFTA, were made I think is that laid the groundwork for, trade. for some yep. of the problems we're having okay. with a disappearing middle class. Thank business. you. Time is up. Yep. Thank you. We're going to take a break. Exactly and so. When we come back, we'll talk about Latin America. Vamos a very, a very strong con- comeback from Sanders. When we, when we yeah. come back, we'll talk about Latin America. So they're going to come back and talk about Latin America? Isn't that what this whole debate's been about? We're heading into the final round. I was going to say, in addition to NAFTA, he's probably also talking about the deregulation of the telecom industries and the housing markets. Yes. Um, I mean, a whole lot of... Uh, bad economic policy mm-hmm. came out of the Clinton administration, mm-hmm. um, which were kind of like the precursors to what 
festered in the the Bush presidency. Right. Yeah. I meant specifically in trade, but yeah, I mean, I, I, all, all of that stuff, I think. But I mean, there's no doubt the economy was better under Clinton and and Obama than it was under George W. Bush. Well, Clinton actually had oh, office with a surplus. But yeah, well, right. But uh, but I I just the the implication there that that somehow Bernie Sanders doesn't like Obama or Clinton, but supported W in some weird way. Yeah, was just, that was weird. just off the wall and bizarre. Yeah, I, I just I, I'm like, I mean, there's no way. I mean, yeah. even even knowing just minimal information about both candidates, uh, Clinton and Sanders, right. I don't think anybody would assume that Sanders likes W. Yeah, I call shenanigans. Yeah, me too. Yeah, su- right. super mm-hmm. shenanigans. We're gonna pause for a little break here while we sort out the commercials, and then we'll be right back. Hey everybody, this is X. And I'm Kyle. And I'm Felicia. We're the Utah Outcasts. Three out, unashamed, and active atheists living in Utah. And we are personally inviting you to let us love your ears each and every week. As we take the news, current events, and pop culture and give it a little twist. A love twist, with consent. And we'll be joined each week by a special guest to tell us what makes them an outcast like us. Come find us. The Utah Outcasts. On PodHell.com, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And on UtahOutcast.com. We finally bought that domain off the kids handing out mixtapes in the mall. Come be an outcast with us. Take care of yourselves out there. Bon nuit. And you're welcome. And we're back. We continue with a democratic debate. Let's talk about Latin America. Secretary Clinton and Senator Sanders, this will be my welcome to Miami question. So it goes as follows. <laughs> President Barack Obama is going to Cuba in two weeks. 40% of Cuban Americans, according to a poll, oppose their new White House policy towards Cuba. If you were president, would you meet with the dissidents in Cuba? Would you meet with Fidel Castro? And would you consider Raul Castro a president or a dictator? Mm. Welcome to Miami. I I Mm. supported uh, the president's uh, moves. I helped to implement some of them uh, leading up to the announcements uh, when I was Secretary of State, expanding travel uh, opportunities, remittances. And I certainly told the president... Uh, toward the end of uh, my time that I hoped he would be able to move uh, toward diplomatic (laughs) relations and to make more of an impact by building up the relationship. And there are no better ambassadors for freedom, democracy, uh, and economic opportunity than Cuban Americans. So the more that we can have that kind of uh, movement back and forth, the more likely we are to be able to move Cuba toward greater freedom, greater respect for rights. Holy fuck, you know, I think I just I came up with a new looking forward campaign to slogan for the Bernie. Trip. Uh, I do think <laughs> Pass uh, on Hillary like Bill did. So oh. meeting with people who have been voices, tribunes of uh, freedom and opportunity have already been using that one. Have the they? Cuban people oh, yeah. deserve to have their human uh, rights respected and upheld. They deserve to be able to move toward democracy where what? they pick I'm there saying you align with the conservatives. And I think both Castros uh, have to be considered authoritarian and dictatorial because they are not freely she chosen by the people that uh, are in Cuba. I hope someday uh, there will be leaders who are chosen uh, by the Cuban people, and I hope that democracy will be 
deeply rooted in Cuban soil and that the people of Cuba will have <laughs> I can every only think opportunity about cigars. to fulfill their own <laughs> dreams in their own country. That is my hope. On, on Facebook, Senator by Sanders. the way, this is the conversation that everybody's having talking about Cuba. Senator Sanders, yeah. so... Uh, look, I understand that not everybody in Florida uh, or in the United States will agree with me. Uh, but I think we have got to end the embargo. I believe that we should move toward full uh, and normalized uh, political relations uh, with Cuba. I think at the end of the day, it will be a good thing for the Cuban people. It will enable them, I think, when they are see people coming into their country from the United States, move in a more democratic direction, which is what I want to see. The so time right, is up. Can, I'm sorry. Let's continue with another question, Senator, if you don't mind. Sure. Uh, in 1985, mm. you praised the Sandinista government and you said that Daniel Ortega was an impressive guy. Uh, this is what you said about Fidel Castro. Let's listen. In 1995, yeah. way back in, what was it, well, 1960, an old video. 1985. Yeah. In South Florida, there are ago, still yeah. open wounds among some exiles regarding socialism and communism. So please explain what is the difference well, between the different. socialism yeah. that you yeah. profess and the socialism in Nicaragua, Cuba, and well, Venezuela. Well, let me just answer that. What that was about was saying that the United States was wrong to try to invade Cuba, that the United States was wrong trying to support people to overthrow the Nicaraguan government, mm -hmm. that the United States was wrong trying to overthrow in 1954 the government, democratically elected government of Guatemala. Throughout the history of our relationship with Latin America, we've operated under the so-called Monroe Doctrine. And that said that the United States had the right to do anything that they wanted to do in Latin America. So I actually went to Nicaragua and I very strongly opposed the Reagan administration's effort to overthrow that government. And I strongly opposed earlier uh, Henry Kissinger uh, and the uh, Who was a to giant overthrow oh, yeah. the government of Salvador Allende in Chile. I think the United States should be working with governments around the world, not get involved in regime change. And all of these actions, by the way, in Latin America, brought forth a lot of very strong anti-American sentiments. That's what that was about. Senator, in retrospect, have you ever regretted the characterizations that you made of Daniel Ortega and Fidel Castro that way? I, I'm sorry, please say In that retrospect, way. have you ever regretted the characterizations of Daniel Ortega and Fidel Castro that you made in 1985? The key issue here was whether the United States should yeah. go around overthrowing small Latin American countries. You didn't I answer think the that question. that was a mistake, both in Nicaragua and Cuba. Look, Man, let's, really let's look at deep. the facts here. Cuba is, of course, an authoritarian, undemocratic country, and I hope very much as soon as possible it becomes a democratic country. But on the other hand, it, on the other hand, it would be wrong not to state that in Cuba they have made some good advances in health care. They are sending doctors all over the world. 
They have made some progress in education. And cancer research. I think research. by restoring mm -hmm. yeah. full yeah. diplomatic relations with Cuba, it will result in significant improvements to the lives of Cubans, and it will help the United States and our business community. By the way, he, just, he did pull a Hillary and not answering the question. It was a much you know, less fair question than Hillary was getting. She was getting very straightforward ones. His was well, from something, his, some, it, something from 30 years ago that he's supposed to well, remember. Well, it was this. from 30 years ago, but it was asking, do you take back what you said 30 years ago? Do you yeah, still but it's still it's still based on a quote mine which in which he has little well, or yeah, no but context. I, no, it's it's yeah, still a relatively easy point, question yeah. to answer. Like, yeah, I do regret what I said 30 years ago, or no, I still stand by what I said 30 years yeah. ago. Well, and he kind kind of said that when when he said like yeah they're an authoritarian government yes we need to make them more democratic but also they have made advances in medicine yeah. and if i remember what he was yeah. quoted what he was recorded and quoted and saying is that he was uh praising you know the advances in in socialization yeah. that cuba had done right. and so is it an unfortunate association you know in light of like mccarthyism yeah, yeah. But qua, you know, what he was quoted saying, he responded to that and, and basically stuck to his guns. Yeah. 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 And I, I, I would have said, hey, well, you know, give me 24 hours to review the entire video to remember what I said 30 <laughs> years ago, and then I'll give you a straight answer. No problem. But when you want to quote mind me like that and press me for an answer, unlike what you're doing to Hillary when you're saying, hey, you said this last week, or here's the policy right now. Should we deport children or no? And she can't give you a straight answer versus what I said 30 years ago in a quote mind. I think those are completely different situations. Yeah, they yeah. are. Yeah, that's a good point. But you did still seem to remember exactly what the interview was about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he has a weird memory that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, no, because I've noticed that he'll quote things like no, no stutter, no stagger at all. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah, but the, I mean, the nice thing about Bernie is he's been the same guy for 50 years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what, that's makes, that's which, what makes, which it easy. makes it so much more easy he to right, have answer all of these types of questions. Right. Hillary has to remember from six months ago. Right. Or a week ago. It owns more than $70 billion you cannot pay, and we have a question from Facebook. Lilian Rivera is asking you the following. I would like to know if during the first 100 days of your presidency, you will help Puerto Rico restructure its public debt and help its economy. The first 100 days, Secretary. Absolutely, although I hope it happens before I am president, if I'm so fortunate enough to be. I don't want to do it I have been calling for months <laughs> that the Congress must give authority to Puerto Rico to restructure its debts, just like it has, Make it has them a enabled state, states then. and cities to restructure Make their debts. Make them debt. the 51st and state. And it is a grave injustice for the Congress, led by the Republicans, to be refusing uh, to enact that opportunity within the bankruptcy law. And what we see in Puerto Rico now is a lot of suffering. We see, you know, schools being closed. We see health care uh, being denied. And we see a thousand Puerto Rican families a month moving to the United States, mostly uh. to Florida. Puerto Ricans are citizens of America. They deserve to be treated as citizens. And they deserve and to be, be the 51st the state of the Union. Yeah, if they want that. They do want they, that. They've already and, voted and they once. They do want to say, yes, we to want the this. question you were asking, Senator Sanders. Mm -hmm. I think in that same uh, interview, he praised what he called the revolution of values in Cuba and talked about how people were working for the common good, not for themselves. I just couldn't disagree more. 
You know, if the values are that you oppress people, you disappear people, you imprison people, even kill people for expressing their opinions, for expressing freedom of speech, that is not the kind of revolution of values that I ever want to see anywhere. As I said earlier, I don't believe it is the business of the United States government to be overthrowing small countries around the world. Mm -hmm. And number two, when you get to Puerto Rico, there's an issue (laughs) that we have not talked about. (laughs) That little island is $73 billion in debt. And the government now is paying interest rates of up to 11%. Yeah, and its GDP is $28,000. And many of the bonds that they are paying off were purchased by vulture capitalists for 30 cents on the dollar. And what I have said in talking to the leaders of Puerto Rico, we've got to bring people together, and it's not the people of Puerto Rico or the children or the schools, but maybe some of these vulture capitalists who are going to have to lose a little bit of money in this process. $80 billion in debt and a 28,000 GDP. There's a vacancy on the Supreme Court at a very crucial moment. Among other things, the court is considering the most significant abortion restrictions in a generation. So I would like to share with you a question that we got from Facebook from Joshua Dansby, a law student in Washington, D.C., who wants to know what specific forms of qualifications you would look for in a Supreme Court justice. Well, I think this is one of the most important issues facing our country right now. And I fully support President Obama's uh, intention under the Constitution to nominate a successor to Justice Scalia. Yeah. I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah, good luck. I believe no state probably understands this better than Florida, because let's remember three words Bush versus Gore. Yes. A court <laughs> took away a presidency. Now we've got the Republican Congress trying to take away the Constitution, and we should not tolerate that. Oh, it was Scalia, too, wasn't it? Oh, she's... she's, uh, It is imperative that we put enormous pressure on the Republicans in the Senate to do their constitutional duty. Now, obviously, you look for people who are not only qualified on paper, but have a heart, have life experience, understand what these decisions mean in the lives of Americans and understand the balance of power (laughs) that their decisions can disrupt one way or the other. So clearly, I would look for people who believe that Roe v. Wade is settled law and that Citizens United needs to be overturned as quickly as possible. Commercial. We're going to commercial. We'll be right back. Vamos a una pausa comercial. Bernie's like, well, wait, wait, don't I get wait, wait, I, I really wanted to say something. So now they're going to go to commercial and have final comments. That was actually a really quick segment for them. That was, was yeah. Well, they didn't let Bernie talk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially the way that Hillary Clinton kind of like I was expecting Bernie to respond, and Hillary Clinton took the wind out of his sails by with a Citizens United response. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, she she basically parroted some of his talking points and right. Well, I think they also muted Bernie because he was he was trying to start to talk. 
It looks like we're approaching the very end of the debate here. I'm guessing this is going to be their closing segment. Yeah, and, for sure. And closing comments. We come back with the Democratic de- debate sponsored by Univision, Washington Post, and Facebook. We are reaching the end, asking the candidates to give their last words. Coming to the end of this wonderful debate, and it's time for your closing remarks. Secretary Clinton, you're first. Well, thank you very much for a lively debate, and I appreciate greatly all the questions, especially the questions uh, in person from the people here and those coming at us uh, from Facebook. It just reinforces my strong commitment to do everything I can to break down all the barriers that stand in the way of people living up to their own potential and of our country doing the same. So I am going to take on those economic barriers. I have a plan to create jobs and raise incomes. How do you sound like I'm Trump? going to take on the education barriers that often leave too many children behind, even after they have completed schooling. I'm going to take on the health care barriers. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that we unite our country. You're going to win again. I will find common ground, just as I have as First Lady, as Senator, and Secretary of State. I will also stand my ground wherever matters of principles and are at stake. I would be honored to have your support in the upcoming primaries on Tuesday. And yeah. Yeah. Maybe not the best line in Florida. No, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> Jeez. At least not as far as a Democratic candidate. Yeah. I'm going to travel. I'm going to George Zimmer. I'm going to stand my ground. Uh, but time being limited, some of the most important issues facing our country have not been asked. And that is, is it acceptable that in America, the top one-tenth of one percent now owns almost as much wealth as the bottom 90 percent? Is it acceptable that while the average American works longer hours for low wages, 58 percent of all new income is going to the top one percent? Is it acceptable that Wall Street and billionaires are spending hundreds of millions of dollars trying to buy elections? Is that democracy or is that oligarchy? Which is why I believe we've got to overturn Citizens United and move to public funding of elections. Is it right that in the greatest, wealthiest country in the history of the world, So many of our young people can't even afford to go to college or leave school deeply in debt. In the wealthiest country in the history of the world, if we stand up, fight back, we can do a lot better. That's why I'm running for president. Yay, Bernie. Hey, he's getting a half-standing ovation. Yeah, they're standing now. And a big smile. (laughs) From both of them, actually. I think that was an embarrassed smile from Hillary. Yeah, because more people are standing now. Yeah, that's that's the thing I'd seen news about beforehand. The uh, standing ovation for uh, Bernie. Here for yeah, and Hillary sitting by awkwardly. Yeah. So the wonderful crowd that was here today, our audience has been wonderful, and thank you all for being here. Yes, and on behalf of the Washington Post and Univision and Facebook. We'd like to thank you again for joining us in this debate and also to remind people to get out and vote. Yes. Go vote. Definitely. Which, yeah, by the way, Utah, folks, uh, March 22nd, right? It's very important to go out and remember.
But who did a better job of representing their Bernie points tonight? And, and, <laughs> and we got to put it out there that all three of us here, at least in studio, are very much Bernie Sanders fans, so we mm. are a little biased. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, Sorry, uh, yeah. We, we've 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 heard as much <laughs> through through email interactions. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I, you, know, you we're guys not, should we're not be, trying to. You guys should be more fair and represent Rand Paul. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm no. just trying not to hide it. This is our show. <laughs> it's saying it straight out. We are Bernie Sanders fans. Yeah, but I mean, we try to be as critical as we can with both candidates and all candidates, but there is always that little bit of biases that sneaks in. Yeah. Well, sure. Ber- Bernie was much more emphatic. He was he was a lot less hesitant. Um, he 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 has said what he's been saying since he got into politics. Yeah, you know? he's been he's said the whole. He was consistent. You know, I think Hillary did Hillary Hillary's thing. You know, she politicked around answers. She had a hard time answering stuff. It took her three times to get it right on whether you deport fucking children. Um, right. You know, I, so to the, the answer to that question, I think is hands down Bernie Sanders was, was more true to his positions. I don't, I don't yeah. I'm not even, I'm not even convinced Hillary knows what her fucking position is. Well, it seems to change depending on how well Sanders is doing in the polls. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Yep. Now I will give, I will give criticism to, to Sanders is that he needs to start being, a little bit more aggressive. You know, he's, he's made his campaign based on the fact that he's a very reserved, well, not reserved, but, but I don't want to say classy either. Cause that's too biased, but you guys know what I'm trying to say. Side of but he doesn't coming, attack. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and to a degree, he needs to start calling Hillary on her bullshit. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he lets her go on so many different points, but, but I mean, really, how how many different things can he try to point out and right. try to highlight before it seems like he's just attacking her yeah. and acting like right. a fucking Republican? Yeah, candidate? yeah. I think I think he's more interested in in sort of getting his position out there and then or correcting uh, the statement and hoping mm-hmm. that well, yeah, that or and then hoping that the the public will respond to his his genuine positions rather than. Um, take an aggressive position against his opponent and let them kind of flounder them, which Hillary's been doing. And, and, you know, he, he has been gaining a tremendous amount of ground over the last few months with that strategy. But I mean, I, I, I see what you mean. I mean, I, I'm certainly tempted to do that, but I'm much more, uh, probably aggressive than a 70 year old new England Jew. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, and the other thing too, I, I, I didn't time it uh, because I'm not that kind of person, but it really felt like Bernie got consistently less time for his responses, or they consistently held him to the end of his time to respond and did not with Hillary. Well, it, it mm. seemed like with Hillary, they would they would rephrase a question for her over and over and let her keep talking and talking, where Bernie really didn't get the same yeah, I think, opportunities. I, I, think yeah. Part, I think part of that was that because they would ask a question – and Hillary wouldn't answer it. Yeah. So they'd say it again. Okay. Yeah. But here's this thing. Well, yeah. Right? How many times did say it again almost have again. to ask her about right. deporting children? And so she got, I, I she mean, got he, all I, that speaking He had to time. ask her at least three separate times right. to give a straight fucking answer on whether she would be deporting children or not. Yeah. Right. And right. Then, and then when they'd go to Bernie, you know, he'd, he'd do his thing and shift it to, you know, the top 
one percent of yeah. the top ten percent of the top one percent of the top ten percent, and then they'd be like, "Okay, we've heard this before, so we'll we'll move on." That, that's that's my my only one criticism criticism of Bernie's. He needs to find another tactic on that subject. Well, yeah, yeah. well, and I and I mentioned fairly early in the debate that he seemed a little tone deaf at times. Like they would ask Clinton a question, and and of course they're both on the debate on the debate stage, and so. They both kind of need to address different different questions that are po- that are posed to either candidate, and on the topic of certain things, he seemed at times tone deaf to what they were asking Hillary Clinton, and he would try to spin mm-hmm. that into his own narrative when he should have addressed the questions that they were asking. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. that's fair. I I I, th- yeah. I I think I think it's also maybe should be part of the consideration that uh you know a fair amount of of the voting population will not probably be tuning in until nominees are even elected, let alone this early on. I mean, I, I would say that, you know, as big of an idiot as I am, I'm probably more well-informed or at least pay, at least pay more attention than a a significant portion of the voting uh, block is going to do. And so this, this is very repetitive for us, but you know, some people are just watching this for the first time. They've they're just hearing about Bernie now, yeah. you know, or whatever. True. Yeah. There's that. There's that too. Well, thank you again so much for joining us, Taylor. I I really really appreciate your input. I mean, it's yeah. I, I think it's proven invaluable. I, mm-hmm. I I think you're a fantastic guest. I want to thank you again for joining us tonight. I I really appreciate it. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, I really like being on your show. So, uh, you know, anytime you guys want me on, I'm happy to to show up. All right. So thank you. <laughs> we will definitely keep that in mind. Uh, we have received some feedback on our Facebook page about uh, previous episodes that uh, I definitely want to acknowledge, but we'll have to do so in future episodes because this one is already pretty much dragging on yeah. fairly long this evening, but... I, I just want to acknowledge everybody who's going out to the Facebook page or sending us emails or leaving us voicemail or sending us text messages to address different things that we've talked about. I, I really do appreciate the feedback. So I'm very excited to read the one about pedophile maths. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. we will definitely address those uh, in, in future episodes for sure. And I don't want to encourage everybody to continue to provide feedback for anything that you think we we may have gotten wrong or anything that you may want to add to the show. I would, I definitely want to, uh, address those issues going forward. So thank you very much for everybody who has done so. Anybody who is in the audience right now who wants to address anything that we may have gotten wrong or wants to provide feedback on anything you may think we have gotten right, but want to expound on, please drop us a line at Dan Ellis at gmail.com <laughs> godless <laughs> facebook.com slash godless revolution or godless revolution at gmail.com send us a text message or leave us a voicemail at 33081 rebel uh, tweet us at TGR podcast you can twitter our twatter I should oh, yeah. say <laughs> that's my that's my catch sometimes there. I fuck that up yeah uh, be sure to rate us on Stitcher and iTunes and wherever else you may be aggregating your podcast shows. That'll make it easier for everybody else to find us and decide whether they want to continue listening to the show or not. This coming Saturday, I believe, we will be yeah. talking to 
two skeptical chaps. Two skeptical chaps from across the pond. Mm-hmm. Our first international show. It should be fun. I'm yeah. really looking forward yeah, to it. Yeah, I think it'll be a lot of fun. They seem like pretty nice guys. Uh, anyway, indeed. thanks once again, Taylor, for joining us. And thank you all out in the listening audience for paying attention to anything that we may want to <laughs> yeah. talk about. For whatever reason. <laughs> <laughs> we will chat at you all next week. We'd probably get a lot more emails if we ended the show by saying, if you want Matt to be off the show, send us some. <laughs> 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 Anything you want to plug before we let you go, Taylor? No, not as of yet. Um, schedule's really busy, but eventually I do have a, a secret project I'm working on. Um, but it's, it's still, um, you, you could still abort it in Texas. So, okay. <laughs> very well. So, said. not as of yet. <laughs> so, it's within 20 weeks of whatever you're going to be doing. Okay. So, you haven't yes. found the plutonium yet. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, thanks again, Thank man. you again for having me on. I really appreciate yeah, it. Thank you very much, man. Hey, thanks for being here. I appreciate it. All right. We'll chat at you all next week. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Bye-bye. Yeah, I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, wow. And he said, hey, I'm just giving you a call. I'm with the Bernie Sanders campaign. Uh, we got some, we're looking for some volunteers to help uh, caucus next week and stuff. If you have any time to spare and want to help out with the Bernie Sanders campaign. <laughs> if you campaign, want to caucus. Yeah, why do they want you to cock them? Oh, I, I want a caucus. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't cock me. That, that's well. a totally different way to feel the burn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or sometimes you feel the burn after.